and here we go. This is it, guys. This is it. This is the game of the year, 2019. Mm. Like everything's led up to this. Everything has led up to this episode. Literally the entire year. (laughs) All 360 odd days. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, one, you know, first and foremost, let me introduce myself because, uh, we're sort of just jumping into this. I am, my name is Chris, aka SSJ Blackrod. Um, you know, you, I don't know if you've, you've been listening to us for a while now. You're just now picking us up, but this is, should I play that? This is a gaming podcast where we, for the most part, talk about what's going on in the industry and just our input on it. Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. Talk about the industry, the culture surrounding it, um, and uh, a lot of things in between. So, yeah. So, um, you know, this is going to be a slightly different episode. This is going to be our Game of the Year episode. But before we even jump into that, where are my manners? (laughs) (laughs) Rod, how are you doing, man? I am extremely excited, man. Like I've I've been excited for this episode for a, a couple months now. Like you know, as soon as fall rolls around, like you know that it's it's getting to be crunch time. You know, the gaming season starts picking up. Um, you start thinking about uh, game of the year. You know what what were the best titles of the year? Um, and I've I've really just been looking forward to this. And most of all, I've been looking forward to our format change of how we are going to do this. Yeah. So um, I guess real quick, let's go ahead and do a rundown of how we're going to change our format for game of the year. So how are we doing it this year? So this year we are basing our format change kind of like uh, how giant bomb does theirs. Big shout out to those guys um, because they were the inspiration for uh, doing this. Um, we wanted to give our podcast a comprehensive list. Okay. So essentially we wanted it to be a top 10 list of what should I play that game of the year uh, would be like what list cumulatively yours and mine should that look like? That would be games that included stuff that maybe you just played or maybe I just played or maybe something that we both played and we both had equal enthusiasm for. Um, so, uh, which was quite different in the past when we did top five lists separately and we would just share that on the podcast. And those were really fun. Mm-hmm. I, re- I really enjoyed those. Uh, but we want to try this out um, because we think this might be more of a collaborative uh, way to um, explain like why certain things are the way they are. Um, we have actually not, we have not talked about this like previously, like, you know, mm-hmm. we have yeah. not, yeah, we have not discussed amongst ourselves, like where we think things are going. <laughs> um, we have, the only thing that we know is like kind of the list of games and we have like roughly uh, 30 games uh, or almost 30 games that we're going to get through. Um, and how this will work is we will read the list off. We will read off the list of games and we're going to start, uh, we're going to start cutting them one by one. And yeah, uh, we are going to just go until we get to a top 10. And once we get to the top 10, we are going to start ordering them. Um, we don't have any super strict rules in terms of that. If we need to bring a game back, if we found out that we made a huge mistake <laughs> at some point, uh, we can bring it back. But hopefully we, we won't need to go that far. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, do you want, oh, and one other thing too, we did have a couple ground rules for ourselves, um, which was that we didn't want to do something that was a port. So something like Ori and the Blind Forest and Cuphead for Nintendo Switch, like those wouldn't count because those technically didn't come out in 2019 uh, as original titles. Those were merely ports. Um, however, something like Resident Evil 2, which is not on the list because neither of us played it, unfortunately, <laughs> um, but something like Resident Evil 2 would be different because it, while it is a remake, it is fundamentally different. Uh, so that is uh, a little bit of kind of the, the rule that we placed on our, ourselves. Um, and I wanted to just kind of go ahead and get started. So I'm going to read off yeah. this list, Chris, if you if you don't mind, unless you want to do it. No, no, no. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the list of games for Game of the Year 2019 are as follows. Disco Elysium, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Katana Zero, Astral Chain, Devil May Cry 5, Control, Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, Apex Legends, Legends of Zelda, Link's Awakening, Sayonara Wild Hearts. Ring Fit Adventure, Mortal Kombat 11, My Friend Pedro, Untitled Goose Game, Kingdom Hearts 3, Cadence of Hyrule, Fire Emblem Three Houses, Pokemon Sword and Shield, The Division 2, Life is Strange 2, AI The Somnium Files, Ape Out, Tetris 99, Judgment, Super Mario Maker 2, and Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Now on the last one, I... The reason why we decided to count this one um, is because it came out so late in 2018. I'm not even – I think you may have mentioned it last year, Chris. Um, in your list last year, we were uh, doing – on episode zero, possibly. Um, I don't remember but exactly, but I want to say that this was mentioned. But I feel like we are giving it more of a fair shake here because we had more, more time with it. Um, yeah. and we got to see like kind of, um, how it progressed, like as, as time went on, it, it really did almost feel like a 2019 title that came out so late, uh, in the year. So we did decide to count that game. Okay. So with Shoot. that, here we, yeah. here we go. We're <laughs> here. That, yeah. We're, we're here. Uh, we have to start killing our darlings now. Um, <laughs> do, do you have one immediately that you want to go after? <laughs> Oof. All right. Um, I do want to say, uh, you know, shout out to some of the games that did make it, make it on this list yeah. because, you know, just like you said, sort of like with Resident Evil 2, uh, neither of us played it. Yeah. So, you know, there's a, there's a couple of games that came out this year that I sort of wish I had more time to play. Yeah. But, you know, life's life. Like this is, you know, this is something that we, this is like a passion project. So. Exactly. We do this in um, our free time, like with full time jobs. So exactly, um, it's hard to do, to get to everything. Um, and you know, we have relationships and 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 family. Like we have a lot of things going on. Um, so it's hard to get to everything, but we do the best I can. And honestly, like I'm really impressed by this list. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm extremely impressed because this doesn't even encompass like everything that we we played in terms of just stuff we played from other years. So yeah, uh, really an awesome job uh, by by us this year. I think. All right. So, do you have anything that you want to cut off, like just from the jump? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I do actually. I All do. Right. Um, so the first thing that I think is going um here, I think AI the Somnium Files uh needs can can go. I I can let that one go. So uh, AI is I wanted to mention it here because 
it is a really, really good game. I enjoyed my time with it. It is like a visual novel that I felt like was, you know, it, it, it was definitely in the same vein as a, uh, 999, uh, Uchikoshi, the director, was, did a very good job of bringing, like, his themes of, like, grisly murder and, uh, and, and sci-fi elements to this series. And it's a, it's a, it's a game I hope gets a sequel. Um, but I thought too much of it was samey. Like, ultimately, too much of it ended up being a little bit samey. The, the time jumping, the timeline jumping felt like, I love the concept, and I loved it in 999. Um, it's brilliant in that series, but here it just felt like a prerequisite for him, and it didn't, it didn't, it didn't feel as justified here. Um, and ultimately, I felt like the game was entirely too long at 35 hours. Um, it, it the storyline just didn't seem to justify it. It had really, really strong characters, uh, which I, I enjoyed. Uh, hanging out with them for for a long time, just maybe not that long. So I think I can go ahead and and cut this one. I'd be I'd be okay with that. Okay. Um. While you were saying all that, I was looking at the list. And I'm, I'm like, damn, this is actually gonna be really hard. It just hit me how hard yeah. this is gonna be. Yeah. Um. For me, mm, I would want to cut out. I would want to cut out Super Mario Maker 2. I feel like the game itself is really good. It's um It's really good, but it's more it's more or less more of the same of what we had from the Wii U version, which yeah. I know for a lot of people the Wii U wasn't a popular console. But you know, I feel like after that initial month that the game came out, there wasn't really too many updates to the game. Yeah. And honestly, like it sort of fell off after that first month. Like I don't I I think the last time I played Super Mario Maker 2 was maybe a month and a half after it came out. Yeah. Yeah, no, I this was one that um man, I got two knocked out already really early. Um <laughs> uh I Mario Maker 2, I'm with you though. I I think that should that's not making this list. Um this that game is it's good. It's more Mario Maker, right? Like they mm-hmm. just made another one of those games, and 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 while that's not inherently bad, I haven't spent that much time with it. Like I haven't spent I haven't spent the the amount of time that I would have expected to spend with Mario Maker. Exactly. Um, and and, and the, that is and and it's weird because so many of the updates took so long to come. Like the multiplayer stuff just arrived like a month ago or so. Yeah, and that's wild. Like it's, that's it's crazy. Yeah. Um, I was gonna should... say I was gonna say in the same vein. I sort of want to throw Pokemon Sword and Shield into that too. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I just okay. I, I, instead of like playing around with it, let's just knock that one out because okay, is this? Let's unless, let's, unless, um... unless, unless you want to fight for that for a little bit. I I I, I don't know if I'm gonna fight for it. Um, I I wanna I wanna put Mario Maker two out of its misery really quick. Yeah. Uh, but and and I do want to highlight that like the game is really really good. Um, the and the the campaign mode that they came up with is still solid. It's essentially like a reskinned version of um, basically Mario the the Mario universe 
thing that you could do online where you do just like random levels. They're like the creator based stuff like is is in the single player mode. And I think it's a clever way to introduce people to those concepts and, and like the new items and things that you can actually utilize in the title. Um, I think that stuff is really, really cool. But again, there's not enough new there that kept me really coming back or really even thinking that it deserves a top 10 spot on this list. So with that said, I wanted to make sure I, I gave it its due. Um, but yeah, that we can eliminate that. So let's turn our head towards Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, yeah. And, and like, I'm sort of going through this stuff, like looking at right now, the, the thought process is, you know, top 10. We got to make it to top 10. Yeah. And I'm looking at games that are, because I, I, like you said, all of these games are really good, but all, like a lot of these games, I feel like are like a number eleven. Like it's just missing the mm. top ten, that okay. type of thing. Okay. Um, but yeah, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, it's. I don't know. I feel like I I was back and forth with mm. Sword and Shield. I know a lot of people would say I was mostly disappointed in the game. Um, I think yeah. that was. I think I had my expectation. I had it set too high, but then at the same time, I I knew what I was getting myself into. Right, right, yeah. But you know, um, at least for me, like you know the the the, the whole wall area concept was uh, something that was new to the franchise. Um, they they're sort of bridging multiplayer into Pokemon through this, right. you know, through the wild area concept. Uh, so I thought that was pretty cool. I thought the the um, the raids were pretty cool, you know, playing raids with other people. Um, the story for Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, I mean, stories in Pokemon games aren't great, but I will say that I sort of like this cast of characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, all except for, like, you know, a couple of things like the, you know, this game's, you know, team, which is Team Yell. I feel like they were yeah. really underused. Awful. And they were, yeah, they were... They were just plot points. Like, they were only there to sort of get in your way when they sort of needed to slow down the pace of the story. So, um, uh, I do want to also shout out the design for a lot of the new Pokemon. Uh, I feel like this generation had some pretty cool designs for, uh, some of the new Pokemon that were introduced. Hmm. Um, and I, oh, and I also really love the, like the whole gym league, like the, you know, having gym battles in stadiums with a crowd uh, that's watching you, that they're, you know, they're cheering for you whenever you're doing Dynamax and like whenever the uh, gym leader is like on their last Pokemon, I felt like that was really cool. Like just the, 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 I guess I can, I can appreciate where they put in some of the, like the production value in this game. But then at the same time, what's, you know, killing it for me was that, I at the end of the day, I sort of feel like this was a reskinned 3DS game. Mm. Like a lot of, I like, like the core of this game, honestly, could have been on a 3DS, and you you probably wouldn't have been able to tell the difference. Well, I want to just go ahead and say that I'm shook that that first of all we're killing Pokemon so early, and second of all that you're the one doing it. <laughs> I I I I came. <laughs> I came prepared with the shotgun, uh, kind of on Pokemon. Like, I, my sights were trained on that game as, as, like, eliminating it, and I was expecting a fight. Um, but honestly, you put it beautifully. Like, almost, 
literally everything that I could have said about that game, you just did. Um, I do want to piggyback off, especially off of what I did like in terms of the sports angle of it. I don't think that they've ever done anything like that before. Of course, I'm excluding mm-hmm. the Pokemon Stadium games. Um, but I don't think that they've really framed Pokemon or Pokemon battles in a, uh, in, in, in a sports like context, you know, where you have um, a bunch of spectators and you have camera, like like uh, sports camera, like action um, shots, like during battle, like that stuff is pretty cool and it's neat. And they have like chants during like certain moments, like Dynamax moments in the the gym battles, and stuff like that is really really cool. Um, I I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I even thought that the uh, you know the the idea or concept behind doing gym challenges before you actually just run into a gym and start challenging a bunch of trainers like just changing that up is pretty cool um that's new right like that wasn't yeah. okay yeah like i really loved that idea because it didn't feel like i mean you were still going in and fighting trainers but it felt uh different than just well, running in. i feel like there have been gyms that have had puzzles in the past Sure. Um, yeah. So, but I feel like like this game gave a reason why you're doing a puzzle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was cool and it was neat and it, it felt like most of them were varied enough to where it, it it. I mean, most of them were really really simple, but I, just the idea of that uh, possibly them continuing forward with that concept is is exciting to me. Um, and the YCOM stuff I think is um, at first largely you know cumbersome, mm-hmm. uh, but it's a mess. Yeah, I, I but I I also sort of see the idea of like hey, we're basically giving you a bunch of live instanced um you know scenarios that you can join if you want to. I don't find it always to be reliable, but like I did sort of like the idea of that. Um if they if they can tweak it further in a future game, I think it could be really cool. Uh but right now, yeah, it just it seems like everything is a proof of concept. Like Right now, it seems like exactly. there doesn't seem like much is, is super fleshed out. This this genuinely felt like eh, we're feeling out our first console Pokemon. And so we're going to lean back on what we're familiar with. And and that me that's <laughs> applicable in more ways than one. So, yeah, we, we can we can kill Pokemon, I think. OK, we've also mm, I guess. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm comfortable killing off Kingdom Hearts three as well. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm just yeah. going after that next too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that game deserves to be anywhere on a top ten list, honestly. Yeah. Um. um I, and and I feel like it's. I feel like Kingdom Hearts three is that case of, like, it's definitely a case of like a number like eleven, where it's like it's it was fun to play, you know I. I like I was happy that the game finally came out. I just feel like the execution and like the the writing really fell apart. Yeah. In the game. Um they definitely like set the game up to um sort of like be open ended. This wasn't really the end of the saga. Yeah, right, right. So although it was supposed to be. But yeah. So, um I don't know. That's yeah. Kingdom Hearts three was it was it was fun, but it didn't have the substance. It didn't it, it, it didn't have like the the meat and potatoes for me to like pick the game back up after I finished it. Yeah, I'm with you on that. On largely, so the story really was not 
great. Um, I'm not, I, I, not to say that Kingdom Hearts has great writing. It's just generally like all the time, but, but I mean, this one particularly felt like an obligation rather than something that they like Nomura really wanted to do. Um, and you know, it, it, you see some of the craft in certain worlds. Like you could tell that he loves Frozen <laughs> a lot. And, yeah. you know, entire sequences from that film are just straight up recreated uh, in, in engine. And I could see, like, you know, if you're a huge fan of Frozen, that's cool. But, I mean, it doesn't – a lot of that stuff doesn't really serve um, – it doesn't really serve the overall narrative there. And it doesn't really feel like the, the narrative has any forward momentum uh, frequently until the last, like, hour of the game. And then you get all of the the narrative, the actual, like, backing uh, background narrative there um certain worlds are just a complete waste of potential like monsters inc and toy story um they are concepts that i thought were so cool and that were actually going to be among some of the best worlds particularly toy story and the fact that like you don't spend much time in andy's house like you kind of get the idea of it and then like you're in his room and then you just kind of leave and it's like oh but wait this Mm. And I'll say, and I'll say also the fact that they're like, yeah, like the characters that you know and love, or at least some of the characters that you know and love, yeah, they're not here. Like they, they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, they were just taken away or something. So, um, just really disappointing. Monsters Inc. is largely just one boring factory. Which, I mean, you could argue that, you know, okay, well, what could they do with Monsters, Inc. anyway? And I guess I see the validity in that. But it's like you something, literally anything else than just a generic factory uh, would have been yeah. suitable for that game. I do think that the visuals on it are really great. Um, and I appreciated that each world felt different. Yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, they, they continue the tradition of, like, uh, on certain worlds, they needed to blend in. So they, you know, Sora, like, for example, in Monsters, Inc., was a monster. Um, I think when in, in Toy Story, like, they were sort of blocky, like they were toys. So I, I appreciate that, that aesthetic. Yeah, which is a continuation of stuff that they've done in the past with, like, Nightmare Before Christmas and, um, like, Little Mermaid and things yeah. like that. Um but yeah, I, I do appreciate that as well. And, uh, yeah, it kind of going again off of what you said about not having enough substance, meat and potatoes, there wasn't a lot to do. Like, in terms of the mini games, like, there's no Coliseum or anything like that. Like, it doesn't feel like there's much to do once you kind of complete the story, um, other than level up to 100, but there isn't an, an, a huge incentive to do that. And, or I guess, like, make Ultima weapon or whatever. Um, but there's no, there's no other modes to really check out or, or grind for. Which yeah. I found odd, but yeah. So Kingdom Hearts three, we're we're getting rid of that one. Tell me about Untitled Goose Game. Yeah, that's another one that um I I had fun with uh this year. Like I feel like it's it was that game that released that looked super simple, and you would have thought that you know it's it's just like a uh like a a silly game, but I feel like this. This game, the reason why I put it on this list was that, like, it took, it took the internet by storm. So I had to, like, give it its shout out. Um, people weren't expecting it to be as fun as what it was, but the, the concept was super simple. You're playing as a goose and you're just 
you have like a list of stuff to do and it's like, you know, really mischief. Like he's a, he's a mischievous goose and you know, he, he has, uh, like objectives of like, um, you know, stealing the keys from the gardener, uh, getting the gardener like wet or something like that. Um, or like steal someone's lunch, like really silly things. Yeah. But just like the, the way the game was executed, that's that's what that's what got everybody that's what got me that's what got you know the internet that you know the the memes that came off of this game were really good uh but i feel like the game itself doesn't really it 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 seems like it has a gimmick it sticks to it and then it's like kind of in and out and that's kind of it right like yeah yeah, because you could pick up this game and then just you know drop it. It's, it's like it's this is one of those easy pick up and play games. It's a game that if you're you know you have some friends over and you want something like in the background for someone to be like messing around with, this is that game. Like pe- this is the type of game that people will see you playing on the screen and they will it'll be entertaining. Like this game, once again, is super simple, but it gives so much. Yeah. So. I don't know. Like, I also want to say that, like, I'm also thinking that, you know, this is our, this is the show's top 10. So I feel like this top 10 should sort of encompass, like, what should I play that is. So I honestly, I don't think I'm ready to give that up yet. You you don't (laughs) think you're ready to give that up? Okay. All right. Not yet. Yeah. Let's, let's hold on, hold out on on Untitled Goose Game. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about Cadence of Hyrule? That's, that's one that only you played, but, yeah. And I remember you liking it a lot. Do you like it enough to be in this list? Hmm. That's tough because um Kingdoms of Hyrule, it uh if you've ever played Crypt of the Necrodancer, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a um it's sort of like a uh rhythm based uh top down like adventure game yeah where you know music's playing and you have to move in the world alongside with like the music and then you also have to like attack and like do other things like with the beat of the music so with cadence of hyrule some people may say hey you know it's like a reskin of cadence of hyrule but no a reskin of crypt of the necro dancer but with you know zelda that's yeah. fair to say, but I feel like it was done really well. Like the music's really good. Yeah. Uh, um, the core concept of like turning a uh, old school, like a classic top-down Zelda game into a rhythm-based game, like it's on paper that sounds really weird, but once you start playing it, like it works. Like this could be its own like Zelda game, which yeah. is really crazy. So. Uh, now that you know, I'm sort of looking at it. Um, ah, man, the, the music is like the music's really good in this game, like re- really good. Okay. But unfortunately, I don't think it's good enough to you know hit that top ten. Okay. Ooh, All right. And that's tough. That that's was a good a, game. Yeah, that was honestly, a, that was a game. <laughs> that's the thing, right? About about this <laughs> this concept, it's hard because now I'm I'm looking and it's like I don't know. <laughs> I I don't. No. Let's talk about um I, I feel like it's early. Like it's maybe way too early to talk about this. But I, I know you just started playing it. Disco mm-hmm. Elysium. Nope, nope. That's just <laughs> staying on this list. Nope. 
That's uh, we'll save that for later. That's okay. I, I will right. I will sure. fight for this game. Sure. Oh wow. Already? Okay. Yes. Wow. Okay. Um. All right. How about this? Let's let's talk about ape out. You think yeah. ape out? Right for the gullet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The gullet. I mean, if you're gonna do it to me, I'm gonna do it to you back. <laughs> Yo, ape out. What we got? Oh, oh man. Um. So. Ape Out is, I don't know, man. Okay, I would be willing to, I would be willing to cut Tetris 99 before I cut Ape Out. If 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 we're going after I, those games, okay, like I, I agree, I, I, agree I, with I, I would be willing to do that first. Um, did you play Ape Out, by the way? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you did. Oh, yeah. well, we should definitely have that discussion then. Um, okay. Uh, okay. Well, before I cut Tetris ninety nine, let's okay. Let's go with let's talk about Ape Out. So you, but you didn't finish it, right? Like you did like the first level or two, like the first. I I did like the first couple levels. First couple. So, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. I, mean, I I appreciate what the game, you know, what it's doing. It's another, it's another rhythm-based game that is, uh, it's interacting. You're interacting in the world based off of like, you know, the music. Actually, no, the music's more or less based off of what you're doing to the world. <laughs> yes, so it's dynamic. I, to, uh, yeah, and I, I really appreciate that. I feel like at the end of like this whole top ten thing, I feel like the the games that we choose, they're going to sort of show like what's what's the best way of doing that type of game? And like, uh, like for me having the, like having the choice or having the feeling that your choice or like what you're doing is really impacting the world. Uh, that's important to me. Like, I feel like it, you really feel like you're like in the game, but uh, at least for me, like it's something where after, after I played it for a little bit, I sort of like dropped it and like I started playing other stuff and I never went back to it. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I completed this game uh, over like a couple sittings. Uh, it only took like three hours or so. It's a really short game, but I love this game though. Like I, I am wholly in love with it in terms of the style. So it's got like this sort of jazzy um, kind of acid jazz sort of vibe to it that I really appreciate and that you don't really see a lot in games, uh, in any game really. Um, the colors are so cool. It's like this weird, like blocky seventies ish type of thing. Um, when you, when you like like this jazz band sort of like font um when you think of like uh, i don't even know what to compare it to just like in a film like that would be the easiest way to do it but it's just very stylistic um when things happen like for example the game literally starts doesn't no no title card or anything in the beginning you just start game and you're in this cell as an ape and then you break out immediately kill the guard in front of you and then like the the title font splashes you with ape out and then like the the snare the drum uh the, the snare drums starts going um and it's like a, again a, a kind of a, a adhering to your actions in the moment 
Um, and I thought that concept was so cool. Later on, they do things with, they continue to adjust things with color to represent, uh, light and dark. They go like black and, uh, like completely black and white. Like you can only see your path forward from this top down view through the light that the guards are using. Um, that stuff is so cool. Um, and they continue to get inventive. Um, at some point you're on multiple floors of a building. So you can actually throw people out of windows and utilize that to your advantage. Uh, people are like coming in through ropes. Um, and you have to like consistently adjust, um, your play style to the scenario that you're experiencing. And there was never a moment where that wasn't insanely enjoyable to me. Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at this list right now. Uh, I don't know, man. I it's, don't it's know. <laughs> um, that, that one, that, that one, that one would hurt. That one would hurt getting rid of. Um, if we have to get rid of something, which I mean, we have to do. Um, <clears throat> See, I really I'm, the way I'm looking at this list right now. I'm looking yeah. at pulling, just ripping the bandaid off, um, yeah. because there's a couple of games. I mean, there's a lot of games that are like heavy hitters that we haven't even brought up yet that oh, I yeah. feel like they're gonna be really on the list. Don't, yeah, they're gonna be on the list, so I don't even need yeah. to like acknowledge it. So, but be, but because of like that notion of like how heavy hitting some of these games are, some yeah. of these games. Like I'm looking at I'm looking at Ape Out, I'm looking at Tetris ninety nine, Division Two. I don't I don't think that's gonna really, you know, live up to the top ten. Um I'd be fine with cutting that right now. Yeah. We can we can can cut that right now. You can get the sights off of Ape Out for a moment to cut division, I'm okay with it. (laughs) I'm okay with it. So yeah, so I I do want to shout out that Division Two had the best launch for a, you know, open world live action game. Yes. Like jumping into, jumping into the game was, you know, nice and simple. Uh, there weren't any like game breaking bugs that I could, yeah, I don't even, even remember like having issues with the game coming out. Um, I feel like, like the gunplay, like it was, it was like the sort of game, like the, uh, the, the, like the gameplay loop was, it was satisfying. Like just, you know, playing a mission while you're playing the mission, seeing like getting drops and stuff like that. Like the, you know, being on that hamster wheel, which these type of games like really do to you. Um, it was, I never really felt like I was, you know, going into a battle under, underprepared. Like I, I feel like everything was nice and smooth all the way out. I really appreciate that a lot of like the bosses or a lot of like the big missions. I didn't feel like I was like tied to being stuck behind cover and taking pot shots the whole time. That's something that in these type of games, if I, if I feel like I have to beat the boss by doing dumb stuff like that, like there's no real mechanic behind it or mm. I'm not really being challenged through the gameplay. It's just, I'm, I'm really being challenged by a health bar. Yeah, your impatience. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where like games will like you know be put off for me. That's when that's when I'll stop playing. But this Division Two actually you know did a good job of keeping that balance of power. Yeah. Um, I'd yeah. say towards towards the uh, you know late game. Yeah, some of these missions like they 
there there were missions that you know would kick your ass if you weren't in cover. But I feel like this that leads to you know hey you know this is you know you're in an open field like don't stand out in the open. So a lot of the deaths and you know shenanigans that happen in that. I don't feel like I could really blame the game itself, but I, I feel like the game, to be a live service game, it didn't really do enough to keep me playing. So that's sort of where it fell off for me. Um, and it's, I mean, it's tough. Like you have games like Destiny 2 that's already been going, uh, Warframe, um, a lot of games that are live service, but I feel like did stuff to sort of get me back into the game and division two didn't do that Mm, yeah yeah which is strange because they had their whole idea of like hey we're gonna give all the dlc content for free which was i really appreciate that yes yeah like that's that's really incredible and and i do i do want to underscore that this was the best live service launch ever um and it really helped just i mean i played this for like the first month or month and a half or so that this was out uh, like pretty consistently and and i was having a good time it didn't feel like i was on a hamster wheel like incessantly or or against my will like it was like i was i was genuinely having fun uh finding new weapons picking up stuff um and yeah i I thought it was a it was a refinement of what they did with one and that's really all i can ask for in sequels um but yeah i mean i don't know if it hangs on this list for very long like just looking at everything that we have. Like, I'm cool with mm-hmm. cutting it right now and going after something else. Tell me about Ring Fit Adventure. Yeah, that's another game I'm going to rip the, the Band-Aid off of. Uh, we could go, you could go ahead and mark that off. Um, Ring Fit Adventure, it's what I feel is this generation's, you know, we Fit, where it does exercise right by gamifying it. It uh, You have... Um, a couple of different modes. You have like the main story mode where it puts you like on a game board and you're doing different worlds trying to fight, you know, this evil jacked up dragon. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's entertaining enough to sort of keep you going. They have like game mechanics where some of the enemies that you're fighting, they are color based. So if you see like a red enemy, I think the red enemies, you had to do, I think, was it like squatting or like leg exercises to do super effective damage against it? Yeah. So, so like, yeah, like they, they, it did really, you know, fun things like that that really turned it into an RPG. So like, if you, which I feel like for a lot of people, if you want to, you know, make things fun, like things that you have to do in your life that you normally wouldn't do, like gamifying it is like the best way of doing it. So like that's that's how I feel that like when I like I'm teaching stuff to to people when I'm um just sort of like you know trying to make things fun so people can pick it up easily. I feel like gamifying things that's the way to go. So uh Ring Fit, you know, it it also came with this accessory where if this band like the circular band that you had, you would use it to um either push in or pull. And, uh, with that, you know, you had different exercises with it. Um, you sort of used it with like doing certain yoga poses. Right. Um, you had like, and the thing, like, it wasn't like, it, it wasn't like, it's not like a cheap piece of hardware. Like it, it has like some weight to it. So like when you're doing exercises where you have to like push it in and hold or like do different like, um, motions with it, 
at the end of these workouts, like you're going to feel it. And I mean, that was the, <clears throat> that was the whole thing for me is that like, you know, how much of this is going to be like just kind of gimmicky, like, oh, you can exercise and how much of it is going to actually feel real. And when you say something like, you know, and I haven't used it myself yet, but like when you say something like, oh, this, the piece of hardware doesn't feel plastic, like, like plasticky, it doesn't feel cheap. Um, it feels like it's meaningful and it, and it, it has like weight and heft. I think that goes a long way towards like making you feel as well that like you're really doing something significant. Yeah, at the end of these workouts, like I, I felt like I worked out. Like yeah. I was, I was sweating. Yeah. Um. So like, at, like the at the end of the first workout. Now, now, granted, like I'm not in like super like the super best shape. So, um, I sort of want to, I guess, next year. Uh, I actually have someone in mind that like she works out a lot. I'd love to see her sort of like play it and see like her give like a thumbs up or a thumbs down. But like, I also feel like you can change like the difficulty level of like how many reps you're doing. And like, um, I guess it's sort of like there, there, like there's still some exercises that I haven't unlocked yet, but every time I would unlock an exercise and like get through a level, like I'd feel it. Like the game does a good job of like if a certain level is uh geared towards like you know doing yoga or doing arm work like at the end of it you'll feel it yeah yeah absolutely but but you know it i don't that's tough i don't think that this would based on like the games that we have on like for a top 10 this would easily be like a level i mean um a number 11 Uh, yeah okay like it's it's just missing it like it's honestly it's like because of what I feel about, like, you know, just taking care of your health and, like, just the whole culture behind it. I would want this to be a, a number 10, but I feel like it's more or less going to be, like, on a personal list for me. Not not something that will, you know, encompass should I play that. Okay. Like, yeah. I – that's that's fair. Um, I have a couple more – I have a few more that I want to go after before it starts getting really difficult. Um and one of those is Smash Brothers. Ooh, whoa, 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 whoa <laughs> I know. I, I started. I started with the big one. I started with the big one. Um. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Explain why you. This. That's tough, man. Why would you want to get rid of Smash Brothers? I mean, I. I just. I don't think. I don't see ten game. I see ten games that are better than that game on this list already. I, I'd take. I'd take off Mortal Kombat 11 before I took off Smash Brothers. You want to? There's a couple. Of, there's a couple of games I definitely take off this list before taking off Smash Brothers. Okay. All right. Cool. So, all right. You know what? We'll come back to that. We'll come back to that. All right. How okay. about the other two that I kind of wanted to to ask you about? Um, okay. One of which I did not play. The other that I did. Let's talk about the one I did not play, which is uh, my friend Pedro. This is one of those games that. For an indie game does something really well where it's a, um, like a bullet time, really flashy, like shooter, like side scroller. Okay. Um, it's, it's a game where, like just jumping. It's, it's like that feeling that you, that you would have if you played something like, uh, Hotline Miami or something like that, where the gameplay is just really satisfying. Right. Uh, um, but and I feel like that's that sort of just leads into like how flashy the game is and just being like the ease of just like picking up and like playing it. Um, now, whether or not this would be on the top 10, once again, this is something that would unfortunately be cut because of its competition. 
but it's definitely worth playing. Um, you know, I picked this up through Xbox Game Pass. So once again, if you have an Xbox, you know, one, um, I think it's, this is one of those where it's only on the Xbox one, not a PC Game Pass game. But, um, this is, this, this is worth the, the, the pickup if you like, like just games with like bullet time and, you know, diving through windows, shooting people. And it's, it's a fun game. It yeah, really it, is. It, it looks cool. It's something I want to play like really, really bad. Um, they, sh- uh, Devolver has shown it off uh, a few times at this point and it looks like my type of game. Like it looks awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't know how long it's going to stay on the list here. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm fine with that going. And the last, the other game I, I definitely wanted to sort of go after here. Um, and I'm not even sure if it's going to get eliminated. I just, we should talk about it though, is, uh, Apex Legends. Because for me, it's like a battle royale, which, you know, is already, <laughs> it's already on the precipice to me of just like, all right, I don't really care about this, but I will say that this is the best battle royale I've ever played. Like, um, it was really, really fun, especially when it just came out and it was like, I was amazed at how tight the gameplay felt. Um, yeah. I was, I was impressed with like the abilities and how they intersected with each other. Um, from Mirage to, uh, what's the lady's name? The, the purple lady. Um, I forgot her name, but the one that can kind of go invisible a little bit. <laughs> um, and, uh, uh, what's the, in the, the med, Pack woman as well. Like she's really cool. Oh, like, lifeline. Yeah. Lifeline. Yeah. Thank you. Lifeline is awesome. So like I really love the abilities and how they, they really affected, like truly affected the gameplay. Uh, people called it a, uh, for, not Fortnite, but like PUBG meets, uh, Overwatch, which I think is like really reductive, but like I, I get where it's coming from. Um, and I thought it was successful at that. I just, I just haven't really gone back to it. And I, I don't know if I have a huge desire to. I, I feel I feel bad because I know that if um if we included uh some other people into this podcast I know uh, uh shout out to Cedric I know he would really fight for this game mm. but because and and like I I sort of like I because I I agree where I would want to take this off because of its competition. But I could, I do want to shout out that once again, sort of like piggybacking off of what you said, um, for what it did for like just the culture of, yeah. you know, Fortnite was like, that was the game. That's the battle royale. It yeah. came out and it like, it, it made a statement. Like it was like, yo, like we could do battle royale just as well. Yeah. And, um, give it more of a, I guess more of like a, uh, there's like a different feeling to the game because you know uh, Fortnite, you know it, it has like a sp- specific feel where it sort of feel like it feels really arcadey, and I would say that looking at Apex versus Fortnite is sort of like how in like the uh, mid 2000s, not mid 2000s, oh well, yeah, like the 2000s, 2010s when we were looking at Call of Duty versus Battlefield, it's sort of like those two different crowds. Um, I know a lot of people like they just love the gun, the the gunplay for Apex. Uh, just because of how, like, how satisfying the, the, all the guns are, the movement's really good. So, like, if you've ever played Titanfall, um, if you've played, you know, any of those Call of Duties, like, you know, Advanced Warfare, where, like, you're sort of double jumping or running on walls or just being really mobile. Yeah. Like, if you like that type of thing, like, that's what Apex is. But, yeah. 
um, for it to sort of stand up to a lot of these games, and like it's it's wild because it's a big game. A it's, lot a, it's, a, still, it's a big game. A lot it, of people still play it. Like it, I I I can uh, I already hear the comments right now. Yeah, I mean it, it's not like it. You know, I just don't know if it deserve if, if it deserves to be on this list. I mean, you and I like just we just didn't really oh, go back to it much, right? Yeah, like yeah, we yeah me and you we really really didn't like. And, uh, Cedric for the longest has been trying to get me back on Apex Legends. Yeah, but I just, and it's a it's a good yeah. game. Like, and I would play it again. Like right now, I've, we've just been busy with other stuff to to really go back to that game. But like, it is it is really really good. And I don't I definitely don't want to make it seem like we don't think it's good. Um, the also and I mean also I will go on record again as saying it is the best battle royale I've I've played yet. Like it's the best one of those. Um, and how, what it did for the console version of like these type of games or just shooters in general the ping system itself is revolutionary like mm-hmm. like that that like that to me is is awesome and it's something that should be in more games it almost makes me feel bad for cutting this because of that alone like that that honestly changes the communication aspect of the game so much to to, to the fact that like you don't need to you know put on a mic and you know hear like 10 year olds if you don't want to like you can actually just completely mute yourself but still, still you're still able you're still giving to, you're still able to put in like input exactly so like, you can provide that's, value that's to tough. your team exactly yeah. so um so yeah shout out to apex but yeah yeah that's it um i let's go ahead and uh, throw off um mortal kombat 11 um i feel oh, like wow. for okay. as yeah for a fighter really solid um really enjoyed the campaign uh and like netherrealm Listen, at this point, y'all got it on uh, campaigns for for fighting games. Like they figured out the formula that sort of like that that just works for these type of games. Um, I just feel like, hmm, I feel like it didn't do enough for me to like go back and pick it up. Um, once I finished the story, that was it. Like online. I don't know. I'm just, I get salty at games. So, right. I don't know. Just, it didn't, it didn't do enough for me to go back to it. Um, right. Um, are you played, I, did you play any of it? A little bit. I did not play a lot of it. It seemed like another good Mortal Kombat. Like, it seemed really solid. Um, the story, the single player stuff is always good in NetherRealm games. Like, they're always good um and they always seem like they provide enough value but i just didn't really see that enough here that was um different to really hang with the rest of these games on the list um you know but i think it's a solid title with a really fun roster and i think it might be my favorite mortal Kombat like you know in a while all right so i'm I'm cool with getting rid of it (laughs) um I think we should take. Uh, I I don't think Link's Awakening hangs on this list. Okay, cool. I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that sounded like a, a <laughs> sigh of relief. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I really like this game a lot. I, I really do. I had a lot of fun with it, but just looking at everything else on here, it's just I'm not as passionate for it. Like you know, it's the art style is the is the thing that really kind of keeps me kept me going on that game i finished it um and it was really fun and i enjoyed my time with it the the ending was worth it um and it was every bit as fucking weird as like everyone said Mm -hmm. which was fun but like 
Yeah, it, it's it's very much an, an old school 2D Zelda game, and the fact that they like they, that stuff really didn't change at all, and I, I guess I didn't really expect it to. Um, and it's cool that you can experience a retro uh, a retro version of of these games like that, but with a a new gen uh, or yeah, current gen aesthetic, uh, which I think is just adorable. Um, but I think that's that's what it mainly it has going for it, you know. This. You know, Lake's Awakening this year was my palate cleanser type of game where if I either came from having like a, you know, rough day at work or I was playing a game that just kicked my ass and I just needed to sort of sit back and sort of relax a little bit. I'd be able to, I, I could see, you know, Link's Awakening being the game that I'd pop in and sort of, you know, ease the pressure and sort of just relax a little bit. But, yeah. um, once again, this is this is a tough list, and it, this is a tough it just, list. It it doesn't it it didn't do enough to, um, sort of like stack up against some of these other games. Now, I will say that I don't. I it, with it being like a remake, um, what it really did did well, at least for me, and I guess it's just be based on like how I've like haven't played Link's Awakening in years. But it did that thing where the game felt familiar, but I didn't know like exactly like how things were gonna go. Right. Yeah. Right. All right. Um. Now, all right. So I have one. Well, oh, well before you before you get to that, I just want to acknowledge that I did eliminate a- Ape Out. I, oh. I I eliminated it. Um. I that that hurts. It's the first one. It's the first cut that like that hurts. Like that that one hurts me because I I really. I really love the shit out of that game, and there are some aspects of it that I think, I think on the podcast, like we look for, you know, when we're doing like our list, you know, I think that not only should it be, I, I don't know if playtime is something that really matters in terms that's of not, like, yeah, that's that's not going to be like a thing that, and, and, and that's a good that's a good point because I feel like we've said that for a couple of these games, yeah. but there are some games on this list that we haven't talked about that we've only played maybe like to its completion, which was like maybe a couple of hours, right. but just the journey in that time that we had with the game, like it it hit a lot exactly. harder. Exactly. That's that's how I feel about Ape Out. Like that's that it's it's like I feel really 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 strongly about that game. And when I think about the like us and the show, and it's like mm-hmm. what is our list? I think about unique experiences uh, that really affected us on an emotional and maybe uh, like a, a, a an intellectual level as well. Like you know, yeah. I think that this is more of a visceral game. Um, there's not much that you're taking away like philosophically from Ape Out, but like but you're it, it gives you such a hard-hitting uh, feeling through its visuals and through its audio that, like, in a unique way that I've just I've never really seen in another game that, like, it, it hurts. I'm willing to do it. I'm willing to to kill it. But, like, it, it it's one that hurts. It's definitely one that hurts. Um, I'm... I'm gonna say I'm gonna go ahead and then uh, throw in this is this is gonna be controversial to a lot of people, but oh, fuck God. it, this is our list. I'm ready to cut off Devil May Cry Five. Wow, I thought you were holding on to that one till the end. No, no, I mean <laughs> it, it, it's it's tough, but you know just having this conversation of like how these games sort of affected you know us while like playing it and just like for me Devil May Cry 
is a great action game. Really great action game. Um, I feel, but I do feel like I'm not like a day one Devil May Cry fan. So a lot of these things didn't really, it, it, it didn't like hit me as it would someone that, you know, has played years and years of Devil May Cry. But I, I feel like I'm, I'm cutting this game to sort of protect another game that I'm willing to fight for. <laughs> oh, first, first game of the year like this, and we, we're already formulating strategies. I love oh, it. Oh, hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Devil May Cry. Um, if if you like action games, uh, this is definitely a pickup. Um, it does something where, and even if you haven't played Devil May Cry games, like I've um, I've had conversations with people about this. Where it's, it does enough where it's gonna explain what's like happening in like the lore of the game, like what's happening in the world. So you don't necessarily have to play all of the Devil May Cry games. Um, if you, if you have a gist of what Devil May Cry is, then you should just be able to just jump into it. Um, but, I, like, I don't know. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think, uh, just once again, looking at this list, there's other games on this list that I I have more of like an emotional attachment to. Yeah. So. Um. And oh, and I'm also willing at this point to cut. No, I'm not ready. I'm sorry. I'm not, not ready. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, oh, you're ready to cut Smash? Okay. Um. So. All right. I don't think I don't think Modern Warfare hangs on the list. I don't think it hangs there. I think it's really fucking good. Um I think it's the best one of these things that have come out in a long time. I've not really played a Call of Duty as really with any sort of intensity or reverence. Um like I played with this one and I sh- certainly haven't given a shit about any of the single player like the campaigns for these things. In fact, uh, they skipped one last year, right? Um, so it it has me even shook, just to my very core, to have even put this, like to have this game on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it deserves to at least be mentioned because it is damn good. Uh, and they brought this franchise back and rebooted it. And and by the way, the this is we're gonna try to not like not super like we're gonna have to talk about spoilers on some of this stuff um which is fine um we're both prepared to do that and we'll try to give warnings when possible um but one of the brilliant things about like the and i'm about to spoil some of the campaign for this um is that the the one of the the brilliant parts of this campaign is that it is all basically set up as like a prequel to modern warfare, like the one through three. And it's not, it's not something that like, it's literally revealed in like the last scene that like this, that's what that is. So it's, it's, it's weird. Cause it's like a pseudo, it's like a pseudo prequel, but also a reboot at the same time. It's like, it has to clearly take place before any of the, the first three games, but the events, the type of events that happen, are different it's really fucking weird but i love it like it's they're doing some weird in-game type things in this in this uh avengers in-game type things in this franchise now where it's like why what but it's so bonkers that like i'm i'm down like i'm in 
uh, to see just to see the fuckery. So uh, I, I'm I'm in the the campaign. Honestly, I would have said that this this nominee or nomination it deserves it almost on the, off the campaign alone. I think the multiplayer is really really good in in some of the modes like the gunfight mode, team deathmatch, hardcore deathmatch, um, and the capture the point or capture the flag mode um, are where this game excels. Um, everything else I don't love as much, and maybe that's what's bringing it down for me a little bit. Like Ground War, the 10v10 uh, stuff, I don't love. Uh, there's another mode I don't think is great that involves a lot of players. Um, I think anytime this game tries to be like Battlefield in the multiplayer, it fails. It, um, yeah, that's where it falls apart. Yeah, um, and uh, I think I'm I'm nominating this all, I or I nominated it off the strength of you know again the campaign, which I think is so powerful. Well, not like you know it's obviously there's not a lot of character there, but I, I, I do appreciate seeing certain people uh, like Captain Price is always really fun to, to follow. Um, yeah. And they have another character named Farah who is really compelling on in her own right. And I think deserves her own game. Um, and she, her, the conflict that they're kind of going through is straight up ripped from the headlines. Um, and I, I think done in a way Typically, Call of Duty is not subtle. Like, it definitely has a slant to it, um, and one that I do not appreciate all the time. Uh, but I think they they do certain things that are very controversial in here uh, that are uncomfortable, but I think are handled mostly with tact, mostly. Um, and uh, such as, like, you know, you raid a house in the middle of the night uh, in the Middle East um, and you're it's completely in night vision and you have people like doing basically conducting guerrilla warfare and hiding behind their own like women and, and kids like their own wives and children um, which is like really fucked up like that's 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 not great um, but I think they do somewhat handle that stuff with um, there's a coldness to it um, but one that's unflinching and one that is also um, it, it's it feels real, like it feels real, uh, and that's gonna make a lot of people uncomfortable. Uh, but but I think with also a purpose of of basically saying that like war is shit. I think it kind of goes back to that method. And I mean, there Call of Duty frequently skews the line of like you know ah rah rah you know we love war or like not we love war, but just like we're not condoning it necessarily we're like kind of having fun on the back of hunbees and like you know shooting our m16s in the air like um and that isn't what should be portrayed in my opinion um it's war is a really fucking ugly thing um and i think that this game touched on some of that for me uh in the campaign and uh yeah i i think it's it deserves a shout out here i don't think it hangs on the list but definitely it's a great great triple uh, a first person shooter title this year ditto on everything you just said <laughs> <laughs> i think you, you you said it be- once again you have said this beautifully and uh i i echo everything that you said um it's 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 sort of tough seeing this being taken off because yeah. i feel like to be that that all-in-one package for like you know having the campaign and having the multiplayer like it's you know it it's giving it's giving a lot, and then also being the first Call of Duty to give the free you know map packs. It's not yeah. it's, it's not alienating the user base anymore. Yeah, so, exactly, exactly. So definite shout out to them. Um, this list is uh, we're getting there. Mm-hmm. We're getting there. We have like four more to eliminate, I think. Uh, three or four more. Yeah. 
I'm assuming that we are keeping Outer Worlds. Yeah. Okay. Um, I am not ready to cut Sayonara Wild Hearts. I'm Me not either. ready. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, no, yeah. Ready. That's why I haven't said anything about that one. Okay. Um, uh, I, how do you, what, what about Tetris 99? How do you feel about that? I feel very strongly about Tetris 99. I'm willing to let it go because of just the severity of this list just dictates it. Um, but like, I, it's one of a couple games that I was really hoping could make it to the end. Like, like really hard. Um, because I think, I don't know. See, having something like this, on a list is pretty powerful because it's such a small title and it's so simple um but it's so it's it's really great in execution so the idea just the idea alone is insane like you're gonna have uh, just a, a normal game of tetris but in a battle royale setting um and i mean the, the fact that we i think cut this so late in the game says a lot um i didn't want to really let this one go either uh this, this one kind of hurts along with ape out ape out i think hurts a lot more but this one is like you know this would have been nice to kind of have, have on there um but i'm i'm cool with it going i i put some time into it but uh, I, I think that it's a free game, essentially, uh, and, and what they're continuing to do with, like, online tournaments is very cool. Um, I love the interaction with the community, like, that they're doing, and they're fostering a lot of, like, really cool competition in, in different modes and strategies of actually playing Tetris. Uh, you can target different people, like, on the board and try to eliminate certain, like, all, like, 99 other players, um, in a really strategic way that, like, I appreciate personally all right but yeah i'm willing this, to let it go though this hurts this hurts um let's go ahead and let's go ahead and cut off on title goose game because yeah, i feel right, like thank you because because <laughs> i feel like i was holding on to that just for the sheer fact of like it it encapsulate like it's so much of this game is like pure mischief which right. Sort of feeds my soul sometimes, but this list, man, like, oh, this, this hurts. It really does. Oh man, yeah. All right, we have to cut two more games. We have to cut two more games. How do you feel about? Hit me, hit me with it. <laughs> hit me with it. Shit. How do you? All right. How do you feel about? judgment i cannot go through 2019 and not have a yakuza game on this list there's just no way in hell that can happen it just can't happen so okay but in all seriousness in all seriousness um i do feel pretty strongly about judgment like no bullshit like i know like the jokes might come in like you know oh rod's like played a lot of judgment or he's played a lot of yakuza of course like he'll have one on the list like no i did not put any of the other games on the list we did not count like ports and shit and i probably wouldn't have put those on there anyway like even if like you know maybe i would have considered kawami too but i don't even know if that would have made like the top 10 and i'm fine with that this i think I think this one deserves to be this is a good number ten or nine. Like okay. and, and the reason why like I think it should stay is because the story this like when I look at this list and I think of like narrative experiences that I had, um I think it is like the third 
best game that I can think of, like in terms of narrative. Um, it was so strong. There are so many things that it does. So it does play really similarly to a Yakuza game, but the thing that I think is so interesting about it and what makes it unique is that it is not fucking Yakuza, right? Like you're playing uh, an actual uh, detective and not from the police force, but like kind of a freelance, uh, you know, private eye basically and that concept already is cool as hell like i it it already has me on that alone you take side jobs like um on like your cork board and like people come in they tell you about their problems and then you go solve them obviously you go to the waypoint and then like you get involved in like uh, a 15 minute minisode or whatever and you kind of solve their issue um, this game also has the most quality of life changes that a Yakuza game has, um, has it had up to this point. So you get, uh, very detailed substory locations. You get a very detailed completion list. You get, um, not only do you get some of the coolest, best visuals, like in like this year, I think that this is one of the best looking games of the entire year. I, w- I would put this alongside, um, Modern Warfare, uh, remaster, or not remaster, but the 2019 Modern Warfare. I put it up there with, um, Days Gone, which looked great. Obviously, it's not on this list at all, but like, I think visually that game looks spectacular, and I think Judgment looks just as good as any of those games. Um, I want this game on this list. I, I really want it on, the, if it has to die, if it has to die, it better be, I need blood. I'm gonna need blood for this oh, game. Shoot. Like, okay. something, something dies for, and for I, Judgment. And I respect that, cause like, once again, I feel like this list, it needs to, it needs to represent both of us like it represents the brand of should i play that of like what we feel was like the best of the best of the year so i respect that because i there's a couple of games on this list that like i need blood too (laughs) so it's good it's all right i respect that i respect and then like and and coming off of like me jumping into the yakuza games um this is definitely one of those games that I've, i've like i played a little bit of like the the demo that's out and it's gonna, it's a game that like has been on sale a couple times where like I was really close to buying it. I, I didn't know that you would play the demo, so that's yeah, I, I, yeah, and I, I, I like it. Like, yeah. it, uh, I, I can see, I can see, I can see where you, where you're coming from. I can really the, see where you're coming from. The, the, the main, the main knock against it is that like that I can see people level is it with me on is, is like, you know, okay, well, you know, it, it plays. It plays like a Yakuza game. Like you're, you're walking around, uh, Camarocho and you're getting into fights. You're doing the same things, but like you're doing a lot of similar things, but you are, you're seeing almost everything from a different perspective. Like you're not, you're not using guns. Like, like, uh, y- Yagami is not using, he, he's not using weapons cause he's like, he's not a Yakuza. He's not like picking up a, a weapon and trying to kill people. It's not a part of his code. And that plays directly into the storyline. There's even a section in this game where you play as another character briefly and it's used to kind of uh, represent time dilation. Um, and it's mm. so cool. It's so cool. And they do things like that or new things like that pretty frequently. And the story again, I think is like one of the strongest that I've played this entire year. It had me captivated for all like, 20 plus hours that I played it. Um, and it never felt too long. It felt like just the right length. Um, it comes off as like a J drama, which I love. Um, and yeah, man, I, I just, I, I would be willing to, you know, I, I was, I'd be willing to cut Fire Emblem before I cut this. And I was planning on having Fire Emblem on the list, but I would, I would let that go before I let Judgment go. Mm. Well, all right. What about Life is Strange 2? 
So Life that's, is Strange 2, yeah, that's another one I know that the two games, the two <laughs> that we um, So Life is Strange 2, fuck, man, I fuck. Like, so I really, like, fuck. I love Life is Strange. You know I love Life is Strange. Yeah. You know I love this series. Like, I, I, I will say that when I mentioned that, like, there aren't many narrative experiences that are better than Judgment, this is... So this is one of the ones that I was referring to. I think that okay. is like like a really. I think this this has maybe the best story like on this list. Um, like t- to be honest, uh, and it's not the best. It, it's really great looking. It's not the best looking on this list, but it's really really great looking. Um, I think that they have um done something very interesting with this series. This is one that. M- may hurt because it's much much different than what life is strange one was so life is strange one had like the sci-fi element uh you had the power of time travel it represents it was like from the perspective of this high school student so like you really had um you you really had a very specific perspective you're playing a similarly aged kid here uh but there's no time travel to rewind any of your decisions. Like as you're kind of going through this, this, uh, this visual novel type thing, um, you are really, you, you have to stick with the decision that you make. Not only are you, uh, your decisions affecting your character, they're also affecting your little brother who you're going on this road trip with when, when tragedy strikes. Um, your, your little brother, um, is influenced by the things that he sees that you do and also that, uh, you have him do. So your your brother is the one with the powers in this game, um, and you can that's, now. If you, that's interesting. It's very interesting. So what happens, as an example, is um, is if you walk around and you play an episode telling people, threatening people, or being like a dickhead or something like in a specific way, or like pl- uh, pulling pranks on 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 folks or like doing something that is just not altruistic essentially um your brother will see that and if you tell him in a situation not to use his powers he may disobey you and use them anyway Mm. um and it's something that you really it gives you a real feeling that like an actual like a real familial feeling that like is i don't feel like is replicated um anywhere else in in gaming honestly now the main knock maybe well i and this this is kind of not the game's fault um this is kind of my fault because i was not able to actually complete episode five which i would have felt so much better about um if like having this discussion had i completed it because i would have seen where the story goes like how it it stacks up where it ends up um right now i can i can base it off of one through four i think episode one is just by itself is strong enough for a nomination just to be 100 percent honest um but uh yeah i don't know the ending i don't know how this all wraps up um i i I feel like this game is really powerful in the themes that it tackles um it it tackles things like trump's america um while being an immigrant or uh or not an immigrant but but a minority a racial minority in in the the country um i believe your your father in the game is an immigrant i believe i think he he is from mexico and so you deal you directly deal with um with assholes in that regard you are literally 
tied up and beaten in the first episode, like by someone who has like, who's basically a, a Trump supporter, essentially. Mm. Um, and like, it, it's pretty intense. Like, like things like the, the game does not shy away from things like that. Um, and I have to, res- I have respect the hell out of it. Um, it, it was very ambitious and, mm. Are we sure there's not another game we want to get rid of before we, we do that one? I, alright, so this is, shit. This one that, like, I'm willing to, damn, it's hard. I'm willing to get rid of, and then potentially two, but, like, I'm looking at this list, I'm like, damn, is there anything, now, now I'm looking shit, is there anything that we could take off? I think Fire Emblem Three Houses is one of them. Wow. Um, okay. Wow. This is tough. I don't know. Wow. Shit, do I really feel this way? I'm shocked. Wait, what's the other game? Because I might be willing to, I might be willing to keep that one. But what's the other one that you're willing uh, to cut? Smash Brothers. Okay, I'm cool with it. Yeah, let's get it. I'm down with it. Let's, let's talk about Smash Brothers. Okay, so I feel like this Smash Brothers, uh, you know, it's sort of like in a tagline where everyone is here. Like, I really appreciate that they went deep into the catalog. And brought back, you know, every character that's been in Smash Brothers. Um, I feel like a lot of, you know, um, gameplay changes, like a lot of like the, the balancing has been, you know, pretty good in this game. I appreciate that a lot of the characters feel like they're viable in a fight. Um, like, of course, there's some characters that have certain mechanics that sort of, you know, push them a little bit higher. But I feel like at any point you can really be beat by any character in this game. So that in itself sort of like it shows like how balanced the game is. Now, um, I will say that something that I will give a knock on Smash Brothers for is the online. Um, and that's, I don't think that's a Sakurai thing. I think that's more or less of a Nintendo thing. Yeah, that's a Nintendo thing, yeah. Yeah, like the the on the online service really isn't the best, but then at the same time, I feel like they could have built built like the online like lobby system a lot better. Mm. Um being in a room where like you're, you know, fighting people and you can't you can't if you change your character, then you lose your place in line. I think that's, you know, pretty silly. Um it's. I think the single player stuff is the strongest that it's ever been. Yeah, the single like, player stuff. Yeah, the single player has been really good. Uh, it's a, like it's a it's a love letter, like just yeah. like gaming in general, yeah. and with some insanely deep cuts that I appreciate. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, but I mean, I I think ultimately, no pun intended. Like this is, I I think. I'm okay with letting this go. Um, specifically because, and not because like I don't like Smash. I I I love this franchise. It's great. Um. But it's it's more Smash. It's 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 almost I see it almost as Smash Four, like an extension of Smash Four. Um, and I know it's not that's, the same game. But it's not, but that's that's fair enough to say. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's not. You're right. It's it's literally not that. Um, but I, I felt like the what it gave me was that awesome single player mode, and then like I I was good after that. Like I did actually really. I, it was really hard for me to play the online stuff, and I was actually really anticipating that aspect of it before release. Like they hyped it up so much. Um, and to have it 
not be robust is really sucks. Uh, but again, I don't think that's necessarily Sakurai's fault, but just Nintendo's infrastructure is bad. So, um, yeah. Are we ready? Are we ready to, to do that? To cut it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Shoot. Yeah. Mm. Uh, what is it? Eight, nine, eleven. We have one more to cut. One more to cut. Um, I'm not ready to cut any of these yet. Um, what about Astral Chain? Is that, a, is that staying on here for you? Yes. Yeah, that's staying on here. Okay. Disco Elysium <laughs> is staying on here. Yeah. What about, what about Control? Oh no, control's on the list. Control is on the <laughs> list. That is on the list. Okay, <laughs> all right, absolutely all right. on the list. Okay, so it sounds like to me, it, we're we're looking at in terms of what we are going to want on the list. We want Sayonara Wild Hearts on the list, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So to me, it seems like we're between three games right now. I was, I was also gonna say, what about? And I know this is gonna be tough. This is like I'm. I this. I guess this is me initiating the bloodbath. Well, I mean, no, this, the, the bloodbath has already started, I feel like. At this already, point. It's already started, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Outer Wilds. I, I, we're just not even touching that game yet. We're not even touching it. Like, we're, <laughs> we're just, it's just not even happening. So let me, look, all right. So we've got three, we've got three right now that I think we're looking at cutting. Yeah. So I think it's Fire Emblem Three Houses. Life is Strange 2 and Judgment. If I, I was if gonna I'm, say I I only played uh, Fire Emblem out of those three, so okay, okay, so yeah. all right, th- I, I'll cut one of the other ones then because especially because you only played that one, and I don't know if I feel passionately enough to like really convince, like try to convince you about both of them, like in a in a in a selfish world. I would pro- I would cut the shit out of Fire Emblem to get those other two on there. Um, but I just, I don't know. I would feel a little bit better if, like, obviously it's a list that represents us, so I want that to be on there. Um, uh, God damn it. Yeah, so I, I really feel that, like, uh, I don't want to get. I, I don't want to cut Life is Strange too, but I feel like I have to. I really don't want to. Um, I feel like that game is so important. Like it's so important to. It's so important to to gaming as a whole. Like I feel like just in terms of the topics that like it, it brings up things I just you just don't see. You do not see, and I feel like it's not. It has not gotten the recognition that it deserves. Um, so just so across I- the board. All right, so my thought process with some of these games that, like, I know some of these that I've played that you haven't played and vice yeah. versa. I know for me, Disco Elysium is something that just gameplay wise does something really important for me, like right. super important. That's right. like really immersive. And what that is, is the real, like, the, the real power of choice mm-hmm. in creating your character. I feel like what this game does with how you, you know, initially create your character and then interact with the world with that character, I have not played a game at all that's like, I feel like I'm this character now. Mm, Yeah. So, and, and I also feel like this is a game that it's, it's unfair to it because right now it's only on PC. 
but in and I know that they're gonna do ports. I think I've heard yeah, this ports for yeah. for next year. Yeah, they are. Yeah. And I feel like this is the type of game that once it gets ported and you play it, I feel like if we cut this and then you play it next year, you can be like, yo, Chris, why didn't you fight more for this game? Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to cut Disco Elysium. You know, I, I have not played it yet. I, I was yeah. tempted. It's on, it's on a Steam sale literally right now. Um, and I'm, I'm tempted to just pick it up. Do it. Just do um, it. I'll, you, you want a Christmas gift? <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate that, man, but, but, um, I'm good. Like, look, the, um, and I, it is a game I'm going to play. I know I'm going to play this game at some point, and I know that you, you feel so bad. You just picked it up, and I know you've been playing it, and so yeah. for you to put it on the list so early is like, you know, it is pretty, it says a lot. Um, and, and I've seen enough on this game to where it looks exceptional. So I, I'm willing to, I'm willing to keep it on the list. Um, for for me, uh, for for me, it's gotta be like, ah, uh, it, it really hurts me, man. It really because I think we should. All right, so I think we should. I, I'm okay with keeping Fire Emblem. So at this point, we go back to Judgment and Life is Strange Two. Um, and Judgment is one that I think is just ultimately really 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 strong um and i definitely think it deserves to be on the list i mean i obviously think life is strange 2 deserves it as well i think life is strange 2 is i think they tackle so many important top again i think it's so many important topics that you just never see um with with um politics with uh with even just the relationship between you, yourself and a, and a sibling i think is represented really well here a lot of people i've heard complain that daniel's really annoying and like you know they wish he was erased from the game and all this other stuff and it's like Damn. like i <laughs> And I mean, I get it, but it, that's also the point. Like, the point is that he's like a eight, nine year old kid. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't know shit. He's very impressionable. He's he is he he is a roadblock in a lot of ways. Like, he's just like in the he's difficult in the way that real life eight to nine year olds are different uh, are difficult. Um, they're not easy to deal with. Um, they are a handful. Like, I really do think that that it's you know what I'm I'm gonna go ahead. Fuck man, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna cut Life is Strange two, and I I, I hate it. Is, has, is, so at this point, do you do you do you think Judgment like pushes past that? Because from what it sounds like, based off of what you're you know you're saying about Life is Strange two, it sounds like it's the type of game that like I I plan on you know picking up and playing, and I feel like I'm gonna fall in love with these characters too. Yeah, and I mean that's the that's the thing is that like I am very curious like if you get around to playing it like if it is gonna be like a damn this should have been on the list type of scenario. Um, but I mean the reason why I would put I would I would be willing to cut it is because I haven't played episode five yet. So technically speaking, it's not a complete game. It's not a complete experience. Mm, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that because at the same time like like you said I'm still playing through Disco Elysium, but I'm 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 ready to fight for that game that's true so. that's 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 true um but i mean also life is strange 2 is the the point is the narrative like i mean obviously there's gameplay aspects to it but it's not like 
you know, you're not really uh, uh, grinding for anything or, or like you're not, it's not, uh, action focused or anything like that. Like the, you're playing the game solely to see the narrative. Um, and I, I'm curious if it sticks to landing. I'm sure it, it will. There have been episodes that have been weaker than others, but I think, like, I think one, uh, one and three in particularly were, were in particular were extremely strong. Um, two was a little bit weaker. Four was good. Um, but not as strong as one and three. So like, I'd be curious where five falls alongside that. And like, would that affect my overall feeling on the game? I, I do see what you're saying and I understand it and there's validity to it. Um, but you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I not having judgment on here, I think would hurt me more. <laughs> than not having Life is Strange 2. Because I, I really had fun, like a lot of, of of just unadulterated fun with 30 plus hours of judgment. Like, and... How about... Wait, all right. Mm, all right, I, so... I, no, 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 no. Let, do do we want to keep Sayonara Wild Hearts? I feel like we should. I feel like we should. Um... You be willing to cut that game? I don't know, man. I, no, I, I just, don't know. Cause, if I no, because based on like how you're defending Life is Strange Two and Judgment, I feel like I I really appreciated what like I got out of Sinai or Wild Hearts, and it's another one of those examples of games that it does what it's doing really well, even though it's not like a like a really long game is something that I I would easily recommend to people to play, but I don't know. Like I, I now I'm thinking like, do I feel that, you know, next year when I play life is strange too, or when I do uh, pick up judgment, am I going to sit back and look at this list and say, damn, like why, why did we cut those? And we didn't cut Sidenar. So if your argument, if if your if your argument is not strong enough for Cyanar Wild Hearts, then like I might be okay. I don't want to cut it to to get those two on like both of them on the list. Like I I might be I, I'd be willing to cut one of those. I just I'm trying to just make a decision and try to I'm trying to make it like in a quick manner. Um, because I do love Cyanar Wild Hearts. Like if if it didn't make if it did not make it on the list, I think it's a bottom five game. But like if it didn't make it i would i feel this, I, feel, I feel like this is the this is the perfect perfect number 11 game yeah oh sayonara yeah uh, elena is somewhere screaming um uh one of our guests on the show um oh sacrifice sayonara to get both of those on there that's that's tough that's tough. Um, I would be because I'm because once again I'm thinking about this list sort of like encompassing like me and you exactly like, exactly what what like as you know as as gamers like what like what it like how the how this these games represent us and I I could see yeah. no I could see myself. Really liking Life is Strange 2 and Judgment. Both of both of those both of those are games that if I had extra time or hell if I 
you know, planned my time better, I would have definitely like played and probably be in the same boat that you're in trying to defend it. Yeah. And then I'm I'm also looking at like I'm looking at Fire Emblem. Oof, no. I (laughs) (laughs) I feel like looking at the list, it's definitely going to be a bottom five game. Yeah. And then with it being a bottom five, it would be under Life is Strange Two and Judgment for me, just based off of not only what you've said, the things that I've read and seen based on the game. So, okay, so we've kind of talked around it, but let's like let's actually talk about Sayonara Wild Hearts for a second. Maybe we'll suss out our feelings once we actually do that. Okay. Um, so with Sayonara Wild Hearts, I really appreciated the uh, just the basic concept of like framing the like the dis- distraught nature of of this this girl uh, over a relationship and 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 putting that into a very um, like a like a, a music type game i really enjoyed the music in this so a lot of it is like electronic uh sort of trippy-ish uh breakbeat type type tunes um i didn't find the game to be very difficult um some of the concepts in it though like the of the like level wise um with the parallel world one is probably the one of the coolest moments of like 2019 yeah. for me um it was definitely it's like in the middle of the game and i thought that it was it clicked like every, i think really the game clicked for me at the end of that first boss fight like that's same here that's yeah. exactly what i'm thinking about is like you know my feeling while playing this game and i feel like once I finished that first boss fight, I was like, okay. Yeah. I, I, I saw, I saw to see where this is going. I, I could get behind this. Right. Exactly. Um, now that we're talking about it, this is hurt. This, this, yeah, it this hurts, hurts, right? Like, like, I mean, I think like it's, it probably should be on, on the list. Um, you know, I, I think there are a number of, of scenarios and, and situations that I think are brilliant within this game and that they utilize like the developers utilize to their full effect. I mean, even mm-hmm. just having the, the announcer in the background who, you know, by the way, just shout out to queen Latifah. Yeah. Like what? Um, <laughs> the whole time I'm, I'm playing like this is, she's feeling awfully familiar. She's sounding awfully familiar. Like I know this person. Um, yeah. And then of course they roll credits and, and she appears like right there in the end. And it's just like, wow, thank you. Queen Latifah. Truly the queen. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I feel comfortable. I feel out. like we're essentially fighting for what's going to be in 10th place right now. A- absolutely. Absolutely. I think so. I think that's what we're doing. So right now, um, okay, we're going to try to make a decision here. Um, I think... <sighs> Fine. Fine, fine. I I think thematically, Life is Strange 2 is stronger, but I think I had an overall, like, more fun time playing Judgment. And, oh, man. Um, all right, so I think... I think I'm going to just stick with Life is Strange 2. I think, like, or cutting it. I think I'm going to just, I think I'm going to cut it. I think it's it's got to go. Um, 
I just, I don't see, I don't see how I can, I would be more willing to live with judgment on that, on the list rather than Life is Strange 2. And that, that is something I never thought I would say. Like, Life is Strange 1 is like, on my all, personal list. Yeah, it's all time. Uh, That's a, a game of the decade, one of, one of the game of the decades. Yeah, yeah, me. like, yeah. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's insane. Um, I think it's insane that we're cutting this game where we have to cut it, but like, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, we're crazy. Do you, all right. Do you, I, I feel like I'm, I'm like pointing out the bad in all these games now. I mean, no, I like, that's, that's how it goes. That yeah. is how it goes. <laughs> do you, do you, do you feel that Fire Emblem Three Houses did enough to sort of beat out these other games because, like I said, we're sort of looking at you know top ten at this point. Like, what, I feel like we're fighting for number ten. Yeah. And do you feel that Fire Emblem shit? Because I guess we could talk about Fire Emblem at this point now. Yeah, I guess we might as well. I guess we can do that. Um... Yeah. So Fire Emblem, I feel like it. Uh, I feel like this Fire Emblem did a really good job of being like a home console fire emblem. Like it, uh, it sort of took what we've known from like the 3ds games and earlier games and sort of like it amplified it up a little bit. You have like during the, um, during the actual battles, you can sort of zoom in to the point where the game now becomes like a, like a 3d, uh, tactical game where instead yeah. of looking top down, like a, at a board, you're actually looking at a 3D plane. Right, right. right. So I really appreciate that jump up. Um, the, you know, if you've ever played any Fire Emblems or if you haven't, another big thing of the series is, um, shit, now that I'm talking about it, this hurts. Uh, like get, really getting to know these characters. And what I appreciated with Three Houses is that, you know, there are, there are a lot of characters in this game, but, right. And there's a lot of characters in a lot of Fire Emblem games, but what they did was they split up these characters based on, like, you know, different houses. Yes. So, essentially, your story is only really, you know, revolving around, like, a certain base of characters. Of course, you could go out and recruit other characters, but essentially in the cutscenes and stuff like that, it's based on, like, who you choose for your house. Um, And just playing through the game, going through... Like the, uh, how does it call it? Social link. What, what do they call it in this game? Um, it, damn, I was going to say social link too. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't, it, social link, shit. I don't know. Um, you just call it remember. that. Yeah. But yeah. Like the, 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 uh, the social link that you build with like these characters, like you could, you see the progression of how these characters are, you know, evolving, how they're, you know, becoming more mature and, that's something that I really appreciated. Like I, I really appreciated seeing how, you know, these, these kids had, like, they pretty much had to become adults because of a, a war being, you know, breaking out and seeing that change of like, you know, certain characters becoming like, I don't want to say like they, this sort of like flipping, but like some characters really like had some, you know, development moments. Like I, I, I sort of look at like, um, I think like Felix. Felix is a character that like I thought was just like straight up like a dick. Yeah. And just sort of like seeing his demeanor change sort towards certain characters was actually pretty cool. Yeah, they do a good job of that. Um, you know, of of 
generally, like, your characters do change. There's a time skip halfway through the game. And, you know, how many years is it? Is it, like, five or something? Yeah. Um, and they 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 change they evolve uh and you know certain characters you know might have a personality type that is more pronounced or it might be entirely different um depending on who it is i was gonna say shout out to bernadetta like oh yeah she has a yeah i'm okay so you just mentioned her uh it her lysithia there's a few of like the characters in that game who have really fucking dark stories like they they appear like really quirky in the pre time skip part of the game and you're just like oh okay that's weird like why does bernadetta just not like to go outside why does lysithia you know like to you know get on people or harp on people for thinking that she's a child like that's weird okay that's just like their thing and then you find out the more that you get to know them like what their story actually is like bernadetta was like abused by her father like physically um and emotionally and lysithia was literally had human like experiments done on her and her people like her her race of people um and like it was and it's something that like fucked her up and and like that's really super dark uh that the story even goes to places like that um the game even tackles things like religion really heavily like really heavy yeah Yeah. like directly head-on like not even making any illusions about it it's straight up saying like hey the church maybe not great all the time uh (laughs) uh and you know but i appreciate that like i appreciate that a game like that can come out and and make statements uh, have perspectives on things um and and present a multifaceted approach to situations so yeah i mean i did not wake up this morning thinking that we were going to cut fire emblem but if you want to i guess i won't be super opposed Nah, now that i'm talking about it i (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. damn yeah um, that's fine that that's fine i'm fine with keeping fire emblem on the list um I, I don't know how high it gets because i wasn't like it's a good game it's yeah. it's it's really good but i think it over it way overstays its welcome to me and i think the the core gameplay loop is too repetitive um for me to really like place it as something that is going to be significant like i think it's is definitely a bottom five game like assuredly because i also feel like to get the most out of the game you're gonna have to play it multiple times and i the first i feel like honestly i feel like the first half of the game should have been built where when you replay the game you don't have to replay that part exactly right because it's not that much different like you're seeing most of the same stuff in the first it's just like, yeah, it's just different perspectives at yeah. that point. And it's like 30 hours, the first half of the game. Like, it took me 70 hours to play that game. And, like, at hour 40, I was like, I really just want to be done. Like, and I just, I trudged along those last 30 hours. And it was like, I at some point, I started skipping a bunch of stuff. I didn't do any more battles anymore than I had to. Like, at that point, I was just seeing story stuff. Um, and I think that really affects my decision for this game, for sure. But, okay. I think that we do need to cut a game. Um, we need to cut... Um, we need to cut Outer Worlds. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> we need to cut... Uh, we probably need to cut Judgment or Life is Strange, too. I mean, that, like it keeps coming back to that. Um, so we can move on. Like... I was gonna say at that point that's on that's on you because you're you're the one who you you played those. Yeah, I know I'm killing my darlings. Um, fuck. 
<laughs> you putting the shotgun shell into the shotgun? Yeah, I'm loading it right now. Um, I really think that I really think that we probably should just go ahead and cut Life is Strange too. If this is my person, like if we do end up doing our personal lists later, then like this this is absolutely like really high on my list. But because this is mm-hmm. for both. This is for both of us. Like, I can't discount like you and you. You're aware now of how good like the Yakuza series really is, and yeah. how how irreverent yeah. it is, and 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 judgment kind of like it, it carries that. Like it it's different in tone from Yakuza in a lot of ways, but it keeps that irreverent sense about it. Like it, you're still doing a bunch of wacky shit that I really appreciate. Um, and there's just. I, I love that so much. And with Life is Strange 2, it's like thematically, it's so fucking strong that it really sucks. Like, I, I hate that we're, we were cutting it, but like, I, I, it has to happen. Like, it, you know, it just doesn't, it didn't give me exactly what Judgment gave me. But I think Life is Strange 2 is so fucking strong. Everyone should play it. Um, it is, it is game of the year worthy, in my opinion. Like, it is, it's in my personal list. So, but I'm, I'm willing to let it go. All right, so we're cutting life strange soon. Yep, that's it's out. Oof. So All right. here we go. Top so we, ten. Top ten um, that we've got. Let me read off the list. Well, so, before we do that, let's yeah. go ahead and take a quick break, and then we can sort of like in that time reorder the games, and then jump into how we're gonna you know do this top ten. Okay. All right, so uh, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, we are back and. This is where I feel like it's going to get... It's going to get ugly in a second. Yeah. So if you felt like we were tearing down games before or just finding the negative aspects, oh, just wait. <laughs> yeah. So um, I do want to you know, say that I feel like with a couple of these games, uh, well, majority of these games, we will have to spoil. So, um, you know, spoiler alert for these games. I'm going to list off what we have. And, and this is in no type of order so far. Right. Um, we have Disco Elysium, Judgment, Katana Zero, Astral Chain, Control, Sekiro, Outer Worlds, Outer Wilds, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. So this is the part where we're going to go ahead and, I guess, jump into it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. In fact, I kind of know where I feel like we should put a couple of these games. I think Sayonara Wild Hearts is a solid 10. Yes. So. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel, yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Um, and we, we just talked about that as well. Um, awesome game. I think it has a really great concept around it with some really intriguing, uh, and innovative level design, especially with what it's doing. It's very res-like in that way. It's not res. A lot of people kept saying that when it released. Um, it is, it is not, not res. It is, it's yeah. doing something completely different than Res. Um, I would say the only similarity is that it's like it, the music, uh, and it, not even really, but like the type of music in terms of just general genre, the electronica stuff, um, and that, the fact that it's on rails is about like where those similarities kind of uh, begin and end. Um, this mm-hmm. is a completely different game with completely different overarching themes with, uh, with different goals in mind. Like, Gameplay-wise. So, um, and it's very forgiving as well. Like, 
uh, res could get difficult sometimes. Um, and this is not that at all. This is a pretty, it's a fairly easy, uh, simple game. Um, but I really thought that like at the end was very affecting, especially like when you are kind of doing the boss rush version of a lot of like the stuff that you've like, you're, you're going and meeting kind of all the people that you've ran up against before and you're like giving them kisses essentially, like kind of making your peace with them. Um, like all your pat, like the past demons essentially of the game. Um, I thought that that was. That was powerful. a really nice touch. Yeah. yeah, no, it was awesome. It was, it was like really powerful. It was like a, an emotional moment that I I wasn't expecting uh, in like a two hour game. So I f- I feel like Sayonara Wild Hearts. It's this is definitely one of those games where like you could really pull in anybody and they'd appreciate what the game was doing. Like I could I I remember when the game first came out. Like I played it. Uh, I know you played yours on the Switch. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Apple Arcade. Uh, it was on Apple Arcade as a launch title, and that's how I was able to play it. So, um, you know, being able to play it on my phone, uh, I was able to sort of show it off to like some coworkers. I'm like, hey, you know, check out this game I'm playing on my phone, and they're like, yo, this actually looks this looks pretty cool. Like, yeah. so is yeah, and honestly, I feel like all of these games are like a good a good indication on like what we sort of like, you know, what we'd like on should I play that? But like, these are, these are definitely the type of games that we really like that we just really stand behind and yeah. show off to people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So that sounds good at 10. Uh, number nine, I think that. I'd be fine with putting Fire Emblem at nine. Oh yeah, I thought that was a given. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like yeah, because uh, we we fought pretty hard for oh well, we fought for you know a long time honestly for number eleven. Um, so I feel like based off of how we both feel about you know these two games in particular, I feel like compared to the other games that I know that we all have like some sort of like uh, emotional attachment to. Yeah. Uh, you know, I feel nine is a solid spot for firearm. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Um, I'd be fine with judgment at eight. What about you? Okay. I'd be fine with it. Um, yeah. I think that that sounds good con- considering this list. I think this is the easy part. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, how do you feel about where where do you feel about outer outer wilds because this is a game that I wasn't too like like strong on I wasn't really sucked in I appreciate everything that the game did I would definitely give the games its props but it just I it didn't click for me and I was like, you know what? Maybe it's just me. Like, you know, some people just don't click with certain games. Right. But then we had Alana. She then picked up the game and sort of voiced the same frustrations that I had. She did, yeah. And 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 a lot of p- other people have as well. I've, I've recommended this game to other people, and you know, I've I've heard similar things. I will say this: uh, this is one of the best games of the year, if not the best game of the year. I am going to. I am willing to. S- put other games 
below that before we really have to fight for like top three. I'm I'm gonna fight for this one as as high as possible. So yeah, let's start fighting for it because like for okay. me, like I like you know this list is for like both of us, right? So in in, in that aspect, I I can't see Outer Wilds being any higher than seven. Oh boy. Okay. All right. So we're getting into it right now. Like we're, yeah. we're, we're, this we're is, getting this into is the weeds. This is, like, yeah, this this is, is it right here. <laughs> this is what I've been pretty much waiting for. So I knew that this, at some point, I'm, I'm glad that we didn't have to go through, we didn't have to go through this <laughs> trying to make the top 10. Uh, seven is very harsh. There are a number of games on this list. I would say almost all of them that I would not put over Outer Wilds. Um, Outer Wilds to me is the best game of the year. The reason why I feel that way, um, uh, is, be- is because yeah, I, the reason why I feel that way is because uh, this game has given me almost it, it it reinvigorated my love for games basically, like single handedly. Like it it made me after a year where we slogged through Anthem and Days Gone and some other oh, wow. bullshit like from the try, beginning. I was trying to bring up those games. Oh, oh, oh no. <laughs> yeah, like let's not taint this awesome celebration of games with with that. But like, I mean, this. This was, um, this provided me, and I played this later in the year, in like October, I think, uh, mid-October, um, and it gave me a reason, um, and it reminded me why, like, I love this medium. Um, it's the sense of discovery, this sense of exploration, um, the, the feeling that I don't know what's coming around every single corner, right? Um, I have not experienced that in a game since Dark Souls, really. Um, and, you know, by proxy, I guess Sekiro kind of, but we could get to that in a bit too. Um, I think that there are aspects of this game that can be obtuse to people. Um, if you are not willing to be patient with the game, if you're not willing to let it kind of envelop you and let the, the, uh, systems and the mechanics like kind of wash over you in a way like you have to be familiar with the ship system you have to be familiar with how your your suit works like in 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 space like you have to know certain things like you know oh i can refill my oxygen gauge by putting it on the ship these aren't things that necessarily like you're told from the outset these are things you discover by doing and there are i'm not saying like other games haven't done this or executed this before of course they have but not in this way it's basically a large puzzle game that's non-violent by the way like this is not a game where you're shooting things you're not killing anything um you can die but not because like of anything else outside of like one aspect so like there's a i don't know how far you got exactly but like there's a section where uh there's a, a uh and i'm gonna have to spoil Oh, yeah, that's a given. Yeah, that's a, that's a given. Yeah, uh, right. Um, so there are, there's a section called the Dark Bramble, where, uh, there are giant anglerfish that are hanging out there, and it's fucking terrifying. Actually scared, it shook me genuinely, like when I, when I, um, when, when I went through it initially. And it, it was a feeling I just never felt before. I haven't felt like when I was playing, um, I've played horror games in the past, PT, Resident Evil, like a bunch of those type of things. Never had I had such a, uh, such a visceral feeling. Um, and it, 
as, as an example, another example of this is that there is a planet called Giants Deep, and it is a planet that is 80 to 90 percent water. And it's raining, and there are hurricanes that are there, like all around the planet. And it's, but you can't really see it until, cause the, the, there's, there's like clouds that are obscuring the surface of this planet. So like you can't see it until you fly into it. I actually, the first time I actually came into the planet, I went in way too fast, far too quickly. And, um, and I, I was, I was, Actually, I don't get scared very often, like, especially with games, but like, I was scared. Like, initially, when I went into the, I passed the atmosphere and went into the planet and crashed through the water, because it was just open water, and like, that's already by itself a terrifying uh, prospect. And I, I didn't know what to do. Like, I was spinning out of control. I hit one of the hurricanes, and like, I went, I got sent directly underneath the current, and I was, freaked out because like i couldn't see beneath the surface of the water and all you could see is like this large black orb down there with like a couple like like, red orbs that seemed like they were moving and i was like oh my god what the hell is this like i'm I'm, like freaked out right now not knowing what to do and i lost control of my ship and it was like um it was also um beeping so i i i used my thrusters went up Hit another hurricane that sent me directly up into the atmosphere. So at this point, I'm, I'm still spinning. I'm, I'm doing like 360 degree turns in the air, can't control my ship at all. And then uh, I'm floating outside of space at that point. And like, I get out, fix my ship. Like I get out, I put my suit on and like, uh, uh, put on the, uh, or, or fix the landing gear and the other aspects of my ship that got messed up. And, uh, and eventually tried to go back. And like, that was a moment that I, that stuck with me, like throughout the rest of that game. It was the fear of the unknown, the terrifying, the, like the space is a, is a, it seems like it's a very rewarding aspect of, of our, our culture because it's a part of science, right? Like it's, it's a part of who we are as a species, right? Like as a, you know, we're just space dust, you know, like, that is a that that's a very um you know Carl Sagan said it best like it's a very potent line you know because it represents a lot like the game represents a lot of that um that space is an unknowable un you can't it can't be conquered it can't be tamed the the whole point of the game is that the universe is inevitable it will it dies every 22 minutes right um, the sun explodes. It's a supernova. And you go through the entire game, the entire game, wondering how you can stop this from happening or at least why it's happening. And the very end of the game is the most powerful sequence I've seen all year um, where the sun explodes anyway and every oh. everything dies. Um, but but you've since you've stopped the time loop a new species has come to kind of take your, take your place, like as like a new form of life on the planet, on the planets. And they're, they're starting to reach the stars. That's a message that I, damn, I'm shook just listening to this. Yeah. Like, I mean, well, the whole thing is like, I I haven't even gotten, I haven't even gotten into like any of the significant story aspects, like how there's an entire, 
so you're, you're going through the game and you're attempting to find out why, like, the, the, the sun is exploding. Um, and you don't really know why. You, you also know that there's been an, another civilization that was before your time, um, called the Nomi, I believe, uh, or Numi. And they essentially, um, died out, but you don't know why, but they were exploring your universe. So there was other life in your solar system at, at some point, but they died out. Um, and so as you progress through the game, you eventually, you find like these carvings, uh, from them. You have a translator that was actually, uh, capable of, of telling you like their story or at least like messages that they've sent between each other because you see old relics, like as you go through the, the game. And you see like their uh, spaceships and you see like their technology and things like that. And they even touch on specific, um, they touch on specific, uh, no my, excuse me. That's, that's their name. They, they touch on specific aspects of science that is basically the, the crux of, you know, Hey, what is morally ethical? Like in, in, in science, like what is it worth it to essentially what they wanted to do is harness the power of the sun to see if they could like um, to see if they could go back in time in order to 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 have a power source that could they wanted to harness the power source or the power of the sun to have a, a significant power source. But they needed time to do it. Uh, and, and they actually ended up basically creating a time loop by doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and. And, and everyone was stuck in it. And there were some, there was, there are certain people that you run into that are aware that they're in a time loop. Um, it's only a couple. And at one point, you actually run into a, a survive, the, the sole survivor, uh, Nomai, who tells you, um, like basically essentially what happens, uh, to them, or at least like what happened to them, uh, in their race and, and how he is stuck there. Um, there are certain aspects of science that are exclusive to this game, such as, Something like um, there's like three rules. One of which is like if you look at an object, you have to a quant. It's called a a quantum leap, I want to say, or quantum object. So if, for example, there's a moon that appears sporadically, if you look away, it disappears. It only stays there if you look at it. So what you have to do is really brilliant. If you can shoot a scout launcher, which is like one of your cameras. You shoot a scout launcher at it, have a picture of it that displays on your ship. That way it will stay there and you can look away if you need to and look back and it's, and it's still there. And it's actually how you land on the planet. Because if you, if you don't have a picture of it, then you can't land on it. It's also one of the, um, the other rules of science in this game is that if you stand on a quantum object, it moves with you. Um, if you're not looking at it. So there are certain aspects, for example, if you are standing on a, uh, standing on a quantum object, you turn off, you, if, and the lights are on, you turn off the lights, and you turn them back on, you're in a completely different area. And it's stuff like that, where it's like, yeah, puzzle, pretty it's, deep. it's brilliant. No, I mean, really, it's brilliant. Like, I've never seen, I've never seen puzzles in a game that deep, uh, or that complex or nuanced. Like in a really long time, like it's it's been a long time and, and it, the game does not the game directs you in certain ways. Like the ship's log tells you like, hey, you should go after this like this. It, it 
keeps a track of and one of the complaints is like oh there's not a save system like no you're right there really isn't but there the game does save your progress in a way um it does save your ship data so it does tell you like you've discovered this planet and you've discovered the carvings in in and no my translations here that say this um and it's just really cool. You get to even know some of the Nomai through the translations because a lot of them are the same because they they were their versions of the explorers. And so they went out and a lot of them tried to even start their own civilization. And you see the, the remains of that uh, at the bottom of one of the planets. They actually – there's a planet that that uh, that trades – like so there's a one planet that is orbiting another like moon almost of it. They're called the Twin Planets and uh, the Ember – the ember ash, the ash twin planets is what they're called because one of them is just a planet of sand and the other is a plant is a planet that's like hollowed out and what happens is like an hourglass so the planet with the sand is constantly putting sand in the the hollowed out version of the planet so what happens is mm, the planet with the that's ash what's happening exactly the planet with the sand you see different structures that you normally can't get to but at some point um there are areas of the the burrowed out planet that makes sense now yeah there are areas oh, of the, of, okay so basically what you want to do if you want to explore if you want to explore the hollowed out planet you have to go there first in the first 22 minutes like the first like few minutes you have to go there first because if you don't make it in time then the sand will rise because the, the sand is being put in that planet um and then you can't get there for the rest of the time because the sand actually doesn't go down in terms of like it doesn't go down enough for you to explore those aspects of the caves so you have a limited amount of time to explore but you have like a few minutes and it does not take long to get there if you use autopilot you get there in like two minutes um and it's really really quick i did not i usually i'm not a huge fan of repetition like that um but this was once you once you know what you're doing you're just on it you're on it and you understand what you need to do. And like, I could see why that's frustrating, but, it, but again, that's where patience comes in. If you're not patient with this game, like, and I totally understand why people won't be, but you know what like, I, I feel like this is the perfect example of like, there's like that image on internet of like, um, it's like two people digging a tunnel and yeah. like someone has like really close to like hitting the jackpot of the tunnel of like, with like diamonds and stuff. Yeah. They stop like just that short ahead of it and give up right so i feel like that's that's what happened to me yeah yeah and that's the thing is i i I encourage people to keep going because once you do it's so fucking rewarding like i have i've not played a video game this year that was as rewarding as as outer wilds like i know i've 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 talked a lot about this game for like the last 10 minutes or so um but i'm really passionate about it like it's it this is it's such a great game like I was going to say, so, yeah, while, while you're explaining all that, like, I felt the passion, and I already made some moves. Um, oh, okay. I already threw Astral Chain into 7. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. because I feel like Astral Chain, it's, this is one of the games, like, for me, that's going to be high on my own personal list, but I feel like everything that it did was sort of, like, it was good on, like, a surface level. Like, okay. I don't, I don't feel like this, the story in itself, like it, Astral Chain for the most part, it's like Popo's Bizarre Adventure. So like, basically you're a cop that, um, if you ever like watch the anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or where they have like those, um, 
the stands, yeah. The stands where, you know, you can't see it unless, like, you're, you know, like, you, like you have to be, yeah, I forget the name of, like, uh, what they call the people that could see them, but you have these beasts that are, that you, that gets tamed that as a police force you're using to fight other beasts. So, um, like, the, the story is, like, really anime. Like, it's, it's super anime, and I think, like, that's why, like, I really liked it, was because of, like, how campy it was, and, like, how, how entertained I was while playing it. Um, the game, and it's also a platinum, it was made by Platinum Games. So, um, like, it's a action, uh, it's an action game that I feel that when you first pick it up, it's a little weird, because you're playing essentially as two characters, but once you start, you know, learning how to use your, um, I think they're called chim- chimeras, I think. Okay. Yeah, but once you start learning how to use it, like, the game just sort of picks up, and it just opens up. You start unlocking other uh, other beasts, and then it just opens up from there. And I just, like, after hearing, what you know, what you had to say about Outer Wilds, I, Astral Chain, like, is nowhere near that. Mm, okay. It's still huh. a really, really good game. A really good game. Really fun game. Um, and I feel like if you have a Switch, you like action games, like, pick this up, please. It's, it's really good. Yeah. I, I want to. I really want to play this game. This was something I meant to play earlier in the year, and I just never got to it because I was just had my hands full with Fire Emblem and other stuff. But um, I, I, I plan on playing this game for sure. It looks awesome. Yeah, so that's, uh, what is that, seven? Yep, that's yeah. seven, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're at six now. We're about to hit the top five, so we're, but we yeah. gotta round out this bottom five. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to put Outer Wilds in there, man. I, I, I really want that to be in the top five. I think it should be. I think it deserves to be. And I, and, I I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to talk more about it, too. Like, okay. it's, yeah, like, but, but if we could go to something else, like, let's, let's do it. Um, you know what, man? I would say, do you think, do you feel like this is a good place for disco or you want to fight for that for top? Oh, hell, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm fighting for disco. Okay. Okay. Um, let's do, um, what about Outer Worlds? I'd be fine with Outer Worlds at six, to be honest. Like, I feel like I'm bouncing off that game a little bit, but like not enough to where like, I like this game a lot, but I like watching this game. <laughs> Like, I'm not sure if I'm loving playing the game. So I'm guessing, like, the... Is it the moment-to-moment? It's the moment-to-moment. It's it's the moment-to-moment... Um, It's the combat, specifically. Okay. That, that I don't love. It doesn't feel punchy. It doesn't, like... It's It doesn't feel like there's enough oomph there for me. Like, the sound effects are... are they don't feel powerful um it feels everything feels slight to me and i just got i had a science weapon like the shrink ray which i think is okay um but i just there's not enough variety there for me the ai seem really dumb uh, like yeah both my companions and the enemies themselves yeah it, it definitely at some point it definitely feels like a uh the, a game where the enemies are sort of just running into your bullets yeah um, yeah. I think what what why I hold this game so high up is just the writing. 
Which yes, I guess, yes. I guess that, that's where I could sort of see your point of like, I'm cool with just watching this game because like at the same time, when after, like while playing this game and also when I completed it, I wanted to sort of see other people play it and yeah. see how they did things differently. Uh, Outer Worlds is a game that is really heavy on, uh, on choice and I, I'm just, I, I like, I'm the person that likes giving people options and seeing what they take and based right. on and why they take that option. Right. So, you know, Outer Worlds, you know, you do that throughout the whole game. Um, it's a game that you can essentially like play completely like different every time you play and get like different, you know, uh, dialogue choices. You hear different things. People treat you differently. Um, I, I I feel like as well. Uh, so going off of what you just said about choice. Yeah. So I know I know I started with things that I didn't like about this game, but like the things that it does well, you know, are that. So I think the polish is there, like uh, visually. I think it, this is one of the games of this nature that aren't completely fucked. Like from the outset, there's no like weird <laughs> glitches or at least like ones that are super bizarre. There aren't like people who are talking like. <laughs> like the camera's not zoomed in on them and they're talking like to the side or something or their eyes yeah. are like doing some weird like cross-eyed thing. Like, I don't know. I've seen that in a lot of these type of games, these open world RPGs, like Western RPGs. Um, and I really, I, I really think that the writing is special. It has like some, it has some irreverent humor, but not in the sense of like, when I think of of that, I, I think of something like Borderlands, and I'm th- I thank God that it's not it's not that yeah. at all. I feel like I feel like it does like the Borderlands humor right. Yeah, like it's actually funny for one. Yeah. Like I, I actually find it to be humorous and clever and in points, and and I really do enjoy the characters right now. Like the characters are really special. Um, I don't even have like my I, I don't even have the whole party, but like I really like that. That it feels really cool. Even the ship, Ada, is 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 yeah, funny. <laughs> like she's really cool. And there's so much variety in dialogue as well. Like it's not just like the same four canned responses to me. It's like they're they're saying things that are super dynamic. And I know I mentioned yeah. this on a on a previous episode, but I love that the writing um for your for your character, like your responses, is so hilarious. Like some of the dick responses that you can give are the funniest things in the world like they're they're really really clever with with some of that stuff so like i playing as a as a an asshole is going to be really fun I, i'm playing right. as like a kind of a goody two shoes right now but but man you could be a funny dick all right in- so i i just based off of what you just said right there and sort of like along the topic of games that give like a deep meaning of choice it gives you like the options to really play when it says play is like how you want like you yeah. really can. Um, I want to say that with Outer Worlds, I my first playthrough, I didn't get all the companions, and it didn't really alter how the story was really. Right. right. Um, now, of course, like during the credits, like it, it sort of shouted out the people that I missed, and I was like, yeah, this person, uh, you know, the captain never found him, so they ended up just doing this, and I was like, oh, that's who that person was, or that's who that other character who I was supposed to unlock was. But you know, the 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 characters that I did complete the game with, they added enough to the story where it felt organic. Right, it felt complete. It very organic. Um and this is this is my like shifting to another game. 
Um, this is where I really want to fight for Disco Elysium because we both could agree like the writing and like the, the world building and like the, just the choice of everything in Outer Worlds is really good, right? Yeah. And, and before you go on to that, I want to say something about choice. Um, I think with Outer Worlds and maybe, and I think this is different in Disco Elysium, which is why I feel like Disco Elysium would probably deserve a higher spot than, than Outer Worlds is because with Outer Worlds, like you essentially get at the end of all these worlds, like you get two choices and then you get a chance to kind of like do it down the yeah yeah, you get a chance to do like a down the middle so it's like it's almost like the game doesn't commit to like making you really live with the choices that you make and i think that is a significant knock against it like i I, so it it feels like you get a lot of choice and you do kind of but the game sort of doesn't like it kind of gives you an out like you don't have to live with that choice specifically. You can find mm-hmm. an uh, uh, an amicable choice for everyone involved, and it's like, okay, like you should have more conviction in your decisions. Okay, so here's the thing. So every, with everything you just said, with everything that you feel about Outer Worlds, with their story and the writing, right. Right. imagine a game where all of that is done right, and that's the game. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I believe it. And that's Disco Elysium. Like Disco Elysium, like it's like you're like the knock, you know, with Outer Worlds is like, yeah, the you know, the, the gameplay aspect is pretty weak and um like the moment the moment is, you know, it's not really there. But with Disco Elysium, like the whole like story building, the whole the, the writing aspect, the humor, um like have making your character like a dick and seeing the dialogue choices change because of that, that's all Disco Elysium is. And it's done really well. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. So, so you're saying you want to, you want to put that pretty, pretty high. It's going to be in the top five. So it's, it's, yeah. it's already high. It's already going to be high, but like I, Disco Elysium is really good. Like everything that, I, like everything that I liked about Outer Worlds, it's in Disco Elysium, but like it's, 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 it's like it's uh like that's the the I guess that's like the the main point of the game. Like that's that's what the the game is. It's just right. like that whole degree of you know creating a character and seeing how that particular character reacts in situations. And I'm put in situations where like if I mess up or if I say the wrong thing, like that choice is done. Like that yeah. happens. Right. Uh, now there are uh, certain points where I will mess something up, but then at the same time I could uh, like talk to someone else and it might sort of like reopen a dialogue tree. But like a lot of things are like pretty consistent. Like I could I could mess things up pretty bad and that could kill my character and that's it. Right. Right. Um, I feel like this this game is like. There's a lot of reading, there's a lot of dialogue, so it's really, it's, it's a narrative driven game, and there isn't, like, there's no sense of, like, combat where, you know, oh, uh, this person has, like, an item that I need, so I'm just gonna, I'm just straight up, like, just gonna fight him, I'm just gonna shoot him. No. Like, you have to build your character up to the point, like, mentally to say, alright, he, you know, I feel like, you know, talking won't really do anything. So let me try to attempt to like knock him out or try to right. take him out. And at that point, then it's like, all right. So if you really want to do that, what are your, what are your, uh, stats on like your, uh, what are your physical stats are like? Like if it's, if your character is weak and you try to attack somebody, you have a really low 
odds of, you know, taking that person out. Right. And what I like about the game is that, let's say, like, my my playthrough right now, my detective, I put no stats in, in, in physical, like, whatsoever. Like, he's more of like a, he's, you know, he's smart, he's able to pick up on things. That's, that's how I built this character. So I was, I was put on a point where I had to get past somebody. And an option was to, um, there was an option to actually just, like, like push him or trying to fight him and knock him out. And my, because my stats, it was extremely low. Like, there was no way of doing it. But in instances where you still try and roll to do it and you somehow, like, make it through the roll, and it's sort of like D and D. If you ever played Dungeons and Dragons, like this yeah. is this is the like that's the best way to describe this game. Like there's still a really small chance that you could you know succeed in what you're trying to do, and the game will like react to you actually making it through that. That's yeah, that sounds really exciting, honestly. Um, this this game I think deserves its spot in the top five, uh, assuredly. Like I, I honestly can't wait to play it. Like every time you talk about it, I'm like, yeah. That, that needs to happen. This is a really strong top five. Just, just saying. Uh, you're, are you saying? Well, all right. So we we locked in Outer Worlds at six, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, are you putting Disco at five, or you you're just no, explaining? No, no. I'm just, okay. I'm just, yeah, I'm just, you know, giving giving my my shout out to Disco. Like this is right. like I, I'm I'm willing to like fight more for this game. I am okay with putting Sekiro at five. Okay. Um, and that is mildly a concession for you because, like, I know you you don't typically like these games. Um, you did play you played this, right? Oh, Sekiro? Yeah. No. Oh, I thought you did. Maybe we you you just share play for, with me for a bit. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. So Sekiro, which I don't know if you talked at all yet about Sekiro. So uh, it, this is. Obviously, the From game uh, from Miyazaki, legendary game maker. Uh, I think he makes some of the best games in the industry. Souls games are some of my favorites. I didn't really know what to expect with this one because this was going to be a departure. Like this is him making a uh, feudal Japan with uh, mixed with some fantasy uh, settings, um, and where he's using the soul system, kind of, uh, but in a di- but with a twist. So. In Souls, you are kind of like whittling down at your enemy's health, like kind of bit by bit. You're memorizing patterns, things like that. Um, your actions have a stamina bar. You're paying attention to things like that. That is mostly the case here. So the thing that's different in Sekiro is that you're not necessarily, uh, you're not necessarily whittling the, the health down, but you are having to use the parry system. That's completely different. So there are parries in Souls games, but, but, they're different in the sense that here in Sekiro, they're necessary to get what you want to get done. Um, you really can't play this game if you don't get that down. Um, otherwise, the health that you take away from bosses and even regular a lot of regular enemies is just not enough. Um, I think this game is maybe the most complete package of everything on this list that we've talked about today um, in terms of like... Of, of just general polish, whether that's visuals, uh, whether that's mechanics, um, uh, sound, uh, music, things like that. Like, I mean, there's not a lot of music typically in his games. Uh, this one has a little bit more seemingly than normal, but 
it's it's very strong. Like a lot of that, those aspects are very strong. This even has a narrative, like a pretty straightforward narrative that Miyazaki games typically do not possess, uh, which is nice. Uh, and it feels weird. It's different, but it works. It works. And I appreciate that this is one of the knocks is that like, you know, that I've heard is that it, it's very it's linear in terms of prog- like character progression. So in Souls, you are you can kind of build a character the way that you want. In Sekiro, you can't really do that. You can have you have different abilities known as prosthetics. So you have like a a an arm that you can utilize with different abilities. So like there, for example, there's like firecrackers that you can utilize to kind of blind or stun your opponents. Um, you can or to just cause noise. Um, you have a flamethrower, I believe, that you can use, um, and you can, so you can like throw a, an oil urn down and use that on them. Um, you can also, oh, and the grappling hook—that's like the most important part of this game, and that's different. So this game is very vertical in a way that Souls has not been. Like Souls is just typically not a vertical, even Bloodborne, which is an extremely quick-paced game. Um, it is. It's very much not like there's the combat is just not versatile in the sense of like, you know, oh, I'm up here. Oh, now I'm down here, like on different levels, like literally. But Sekiro allows you to to do this so you can grapple onto most points in the environment. Um, and not only can you take the fight directly to someone and you uh, you can you can grapple right directly to them. Or you can um, you can actually stealth kill from above, which you can do in in other games. But you are playing literally a ninja in this game, and so it makes a lot of sense for you to do this. Uh, feels a lot like Tenchu in that way. Um, so this Sekiro ends up being like a really strange cross between um, like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, um, which two are two very different sorts of style of game. Um, but Sekiro manages to strike that balance, and I feel like there are enough moments that differentiate Sekiro from other games in the franchise. I think the fantasy elements are less than the other Souls games, but like I actually think that makes it really unique. You're fighting a lot of human-esque or humanoid enemies. Um, I, you fight your giant monkey and giant snake occasionally, but like for the most part, like you're really kind of sticking with these uh these individuals um and i think that this game is super strong but i'm cool with putting it at number five okay um all right top four uh hmm this is tough Hmm. so we haven't talked about katana zero at all yeah um Hmm. What did this game? Well, I'm trying to think. What did this game do for me? That. Well, while you're thinking on that, I could talk about control because I think it's about time. It's we're way past due to talk okay. about control. Um, especially because it's so high up on this list. Uh, yeah, control is one of my favorite games of the year. Uh, obviously, like it's not a game I think you played, right? No, I haven't. Um, it's. It's fantastic. I uh, really, it's it's worth it's worth playing. Um, it is a it is very much Twin Peaks the game. That is how this has been described 
pretty much everywhere online. Um, anyone you talk to this game about, they will always say that. It is very accurate. Um, I hate using something that sounds cliche, but like it is literally Twin Peaks the game. Meaning that if you've never seen Twin Peaks, it's very surreal. Um, it's very uh, weird. There is an, an, an element of familiarity uh, mixed with the uh, mixed with oddity that Twin Peaks the show is known for, and that's exactly what this is. It's there's a very much a, a matter of factness to the proceedings here, um, and and I really appreciate that about Control. So I think there are a lot of strong aspects about this game. Um, mainly, it's the world building. Never in a game have I read each and every single uh, piece of supplemental text in a game. I've never done that in any game I've played ever. Uh, and I've, I did that here. Any, every single extra piece of paper, um, any sort of like itinerary, like anything that was around the environment that I could examine and pick up and read, I did. Um, and there's so much of that content in the game. Some of the performances are amazing. Um, the char- the, the actress who plays Jesse Faden, uh, is, is great. She comes off as a, uh, as, as a humorous, uh, but, but kind of stoic figure that I think is really cool. It's especially awesome to see a woman lead this type of game. Um, I really love the representation going in that direction. Um, and the actor who plays, uh, Casper Darling, who is basically the scientist, um, behind everything in the bureau is fucking incredible he is so awesome and i would say you're not playing as him but like and you don't like you never see him in the in game but your your only interactions with him are through like the the material that you find like throughout the 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 bureau the location that you're in and man he makes it so like he's been with you the whole time and he even has like a story arc that is very um uh, mysterious yet poignant at the same time, and I really appreciated that as well. Um, so yeah, narratively, this game is just incredible. You are basically looking for your brother, yeah, who has who your his whereabouts have led you to this mysterious place called the Bureau of Control, and um, it's like a government type building where everything is buttoned up, but there are some really unsettling things that are happening, such as the director has been shot in the head. You take his weapon that is like a pistol, except it's like shifting. It's like weirdly shifting, um, like physically and, but it has like other powers. So your pistol can actually transform into like a single shot nine millimeter or something, but it can also sh- uh, transform to a shotgun. It can also transform into like a rocket launcher or grenade launcher. Um, and a lot of other things that you're familiar with, or, um, like in our real world, but it's kind of has an otherworldly feel to it. Um, you are dealing with, uh, kind of specters in a way, like the, in terms of enemies, um, where they actually kind of possess the bodies of people or of actual people. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, they're reanimated, it seems, seems like, and you kind of dispatch them, uh, as they come. And you also not only are, can play like a shooting game, but you have abilities like on your, um, on your person that you can utilize almost like similar to the force, like from star Wars. So you can like pick up objects and throw them at people. Um, you can, I think you can choke actual people. Like you can suspend people in 
midair uh, and shoot them at the same time. So you could get really creative with like how you're choosing to do this. You can actually block people or block uh, weapons using debris that you pull up uh, on yourself. Um, so you can protect yourself through that. So there are defensive abilities as well. This game is just really varied in terms of combat. Like I'm surprised that people didn't talk about that as much. Um, but the combat is really, really fun. And I, I had a blast just playing through it. Um, there are some weird ass side missions in this game. Like that's actually where most of the weirdness comes from. I would say that the main narrative kind of plays out relatively straightforward, but like all the weird shit happens like in the side quest. So for example, let me just give you a, a, a rundown of a quick one. There is, uh, there are a bunch of cells, like jail cells, um, where the bureau has, has they, they have put these objects. They call it, they're called objects of power and they possess abilities or they, they possess qualities that like, you know, with, when someone interacts with them, it's like it can, they could do things to you or in front of you. So like there's a rubber ducky that is really fast. It like zips around and like, you know, it, it's, there's, um, there is a stoplight that you, you see that you have to actually, when it's on red, you have to actually stop or else it will like, it will teleport you somewhere else. Like it will teleport you back to like another part of the building. Um, it could only move when it's green. Um, there is a, there's a side mission, particularly with a refrigerator where it was, it's a, there's a guy who's sitting in the front of the refrigerator and he's like, he's like, Oh my God, like, uh, Hey, you got to get me out. Like, um, cause Jesse is the character you're playing is, is the new director of the bureau at this point. So she has like unfettered access to like pretty much all the resources and, and all the facilities. Um, and the guy's like, Oh, director, you got to help me out. Like, you know, I can't look away from the refrigerator. Like it's, it's like, I can't look away. Or else, like, you know, something bad's gonna happen, like, I can just feel it. But, like, can you, cause this guy's been sitting in front of the refrigerator for, like, 24 hours. Like, the bureau has been, like, on, on lockdown for, like, that long. And so he hasn't left. He hasn't been able to leave. He's just been in front of the, sitting in front of this refrigerator for that long. And so you go in, and when you go in, there's, like, an airlock where you can't see anything. And all of a sudden, he's like, oh man, like, ah, oh no, 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 like, oh, something's happening, oh my god, like, and then you go in, and you just see, like, a blood smear. And it's like the refrigerator kind of has like some blood on it itself. And so you go like, okay, what's going on? And so when you walk into the room, if you look away from the refrigerator, it starts to hurt you. Like you can't – like your health oh, starts wow. to go down. Um, and so you have to go up to it and you interact with it. And when you touch it, you get taken to like um, – you get taken to this, this place called – well, it looks familiar because it looks like a place that you've been to earlier in the game. Which is called like the uh, like the board. The board is a mysterious other world. So it's an entity, almost like a it's like a god almost. So we don't know. You never find out like what the board actually is and what its intentions are. But it's it's pulling strings in the background that you don't that you don't quite understand yet. Um, but the but it looks like the board, but it isn't it's like a really dark it's literally a dark place uh where you can't really see much and then all of a sudden this like monstrosity appears like in front of you and you have to like kill it before like obviously it kills you and it's like talking to you but you can't understand anything it's saying it's like talking in a garbled language you can't you can't understand um it was really fucking freaky at first i was like oh my god like what because you i haven't seen i hadn't seen anything prior to that moment in in that way like a lot a lot a lot of the 
strangeness of the game is merely hinted at as opposed to uh, directly directly referenced. Um, but that's the first brush that you have with it, like the supernatural elements where it's like, oh, oh, shit, this is, we're dealing truly with something uh, not of this this universe. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot about this game I, I could talk is, about. Yeah. But um, it's it's really strong, though. I think this is a really strong game. So you you also played Katana Zero. Would you I did. would you play as Katana Zero under control? Mm, I loved Katana Zero, man. I did too. Yeah, let's talk about Katana Zero. Go ahead. Well, uh, so Katana Zero, best way to describe it is um, think Hotline Miami, where it's like extremely visceral, but you're playing as like a, a samurai who's going. It's like a side-scrolling action game where you're going from like room to room. You know, killing people and going after like a target. You know, you're an assassin. So, um, the, the, the gameplay, like, you know, you know, loop in this is that you're the character that you're playing as. He was, you know, uh, he was tested on. He was, uh, pretty much turned into a being that can pretty much like go, like rewind time. Well, no, it's not even rewinding time. It's more or less, they, he has like a um he could is is sort of like he could see into the future he could sort of see like different outcomes right. of what's about to happen mm-hmm. so he's uh so the like, the way the game starts it's uh you know him walking into the the place where you're you know doing the mission and while you're playing when you mess up like he's like saying no no like I I don't think that's going to work let's let's try yeah. it a different way the game literally so, rewinds like Back. Yeah. So, you know, and at the same time, um, when you complete a level, like the, the way you see the game is sort of like seeing the CC footage of what's going on. Yeah. Exactly. So when you, when you beat like a room or you beat a level, you'll see what you did to get through the level correctly. So it's, it's a game that, you know, you're going to die a lot, but it's not something where like it feels unfair. It's more or less, you know, you might have mistimed something, you might have, you know, swung too early, or you might have um, sort of, like, used your powers wrong. So, you could also slow down time. Like, slowing down time is something that I feel like I use really heavy towards the beginning of the game. But towards the end of the game, like, I really learned the mechanics of the game. So, I feel like timing is key in this game. So when it came down to you know fighting people with guns i you know i got to the point where i didn't really need to use the slowdown to get past that i could just you know time you know you know the when the bullets are being shot at me i could time my my sword swing and shoot it back at the people right so, so towards the end of the game i really didn't use the the slowdown mechanic uh, at all and what i think what, what i love about this game is that everything that you're doing in the game or everything that, you know, is going on in the game is sort of explained on why it's happening. So like with like the slowdown mechanic, uh, you're the main character is, um, he's, he's, he's pretty much like on a drug that lets him like slow down time, like to the point where like he could really evaluate what's going on in the room. But because of it, he's like, uh, he's like a, it's a drug, so he's addicted to it. So uh, essentially, he has to keep taking this drug so that he could function. Yeah, it's a really brilliant premise, honestly. That and that turns itself on its head like midway through the game. 
Exactly. Um, and I, and it's so buttery smooth. Like what it's doing, like it's this 2D side scroller, right? But like yeah. it's, but it is doing things with like, um, uh, blood effects and time, um, the, the, the time slowdown, like all of that is so smooth, man. Like I love that so much. And then the music, the music yeah, also, oh, oh yeah. man. That's a key so, aspect. Yeah. And what I love is that, um, when you start a, when you start the level, you'll see the character put on some headphones and like that's the music for that level. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. That's the music. Um, I love that it wasn't even just, I mean, even if it was just a sub, like a section of levels, like I would be okay with that. Um, but it's, you go outside, you go outside of, the missions that you're doing and you kind of explore around a little bit. Like you go to your own apartment, you meet other people. Like there are moments that are considered quote unquote downtime from like doing the actual action of the game that, that I, I really appreciated that this game gave you time to breathe. This is a pretty short game at like four or five hours tops, mm-hmm. but like it, it feels like you have enough room to, to breathe and do something else like, you know, or at least like gives the character room to evolve. Um, past where they are i i really liked this game a lot let, let me just say that if um i i think the diplomatic thing for me to do the selfish thing for me to do is to to is to to fight harder for outer wilds i think the diplomatic thing for me to do is to put it at number four um because it is a game that i think you know that only i i really liked um a lot. I think it's the for for me for my money, it's the best game of the year, like bar none. Um, but I I think I I would be I would I might be okay with putting it at four. Okay, I'm cool I, with that. I, I, I <laughs> doing that. I think that's the diplomatic thing to do. I would have loved to get it in the top three. I would have loved to put like. I, I think I think it's it's the diplomatic thing to do. So Um I feel like I gotta fight for Disco Elysium even more. And like what hurts me right now is the fact that I'm still playing the game and like I I don't really have like the luxury of saying, you know, you know, this thing happens in the middle of the game, this is how it ends and this is how everything wraps up. But like the core aspect of how this game is, is just, it's, it speaks to me. It speaks to me a lot that I can, like, I. Are you tr- fighting for number one for this game right now? It sounds like it. It sounds like you want this to be number one. I do, but I can't justify, like, because I, I haven't finished it. I haven't played it all the way through. So and do you think that it should be number tough. four instead of number three? Because I, we, I mean, we could, if we want to yeah. have that argument, if we want to have that argument, like, then at that point, I feel like we should put Outer Wilds at number three and Disco Elysium at number four. If that's the argument of like, I just don't, I haven't played enough of it to like coalesce into like a, like a, like I can't make that choice, like that decision. Like if that's the argument, then I think we need to switch three and four. Because I feel like My like my stance right now, where I feel with Disco Elysium, it's the same stance that you have with Outer Wilds. How so? As in like, 
thing is, I feel like if you played this game, you'd love it. That's the thing. Oh no, I know. I'm sure I would. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm sure I would. Really. Like oh, I'm, man. I have no I just, about that. I just what you I, just. I really, I really wish I played more of this game to. Like I, the, the thing is, I, I, I pretty much said what is there to be said about Disco Elysium. It's just that it does it so well. I like for me, Disco Elysium is like my personal like one. But for like for, a, for 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 ahead. this to be you know this you know the the podcast you know shared list for you know game of the year I don't I don't know that sounds like a number four contender to me but it's, in my heart it's not <laughs> oh I would switch I would switch outer if that's the argument I would switch outer wilds and 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 disco. You wouldn't? I would, yeah. If that's the argument that you want to go with, then like I'm, I would switch those games because at that point it's like, okay, so I pl- I played Outer Wilds to completion. I did almost everything that you could do in that game, and like that was a unique, complete experience to me. I'm not saying Disco isn't, but you know, you're saying that you wish that you could play more of it. It's partially the reason why I cut Life is Strange too, to be honest. Like partially, it's just because I hadn't like. I hadn't seen the full story yet, and that's that story. That game is is only story, like yeah. you know. So it depends on how that that ends up landing for me. Um, Disco, look, it already made it this far. Like, it's pretty fucking good, you know. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I I'd be willing to go to bat. Like I, like I said, I was doing the diplomatic thing, but I'd be willing, yeah. especially with what, hearing what you just said. Like I would. I would put Disco at four and Outer Wilds at three. That's that's what I would do. Mm. That seems like it would make more sense to me. Because, like, your argument for Disco has been passionate, but it's also been predicated on I wish I played more of that. See, yeah. Whereas, oh, like, I, like, like, I could keep going on Outer Wilds. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, but, like... I think I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Yeah, I'm it's happening. I'm doing it. I'm doing it now. We're going to we're going to we're going to lock it in and see how it looks. Oh man. Yeah. I'm I'm down for it. So it means at this point now we're fighting for top 2. Top 2 control yeah. and katana zero. Yeah, control and katana zero. Um Okay, so aspects, I kind of talked about control and what I liked about it. I'm trying to think of the things that I did not like about it. So the thing that I did not like about control um, is that this game was fucking broken, like, at first. When it, when it released, it was buggy as a hell. Um, that was rough to deal with. That was really rough. See, and, like, because of something like that, that's what kept me from... Uh, nominating, and, and honestly, I feel bad for not nominating it, but, um, was it After Party? I almost, yeah, I almost texted you and, and said, yeah. I'm shocked that, like, when we, when I saw the list initially, Dang. Yeah. I was like, I was After, like, I was shocked. So, but here's the thing, I think it was gonna be put on the list, but I know that it, I wouldn't be able to push for it so hard because of the, uh, the performance issues I had with the game. Like, and that's a, that's a huge, like for me, like being able to sit through a game and like enjoy it 
without breaking on me. Like that's that's huge. So yeah. like, I honestly I feel like I should have at least put it on the list because right. once again I feel like this year the games that really hit home for me were games that I really felt like I could be immersed in the game that things that I did made sense and affected the story. Um, you know, After Party is a game where you're playing as two characters that essentially uh, they die and they're trying to make their way back into the, you know, the real world. But to do that, they have to defeat, you know, uh, the devil in drinking games. But that, you know, throughout this adventure, you're, you know, meeting like, you know, the, the devil's like his like lieutenants and stuff like that. But it's, and like you're, you're doing, you're uh, playing, you know, you know, party games with them, but all of them have like some sort of like story string that somewhat like you look at them in a different light after finishing it. Right. 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 But yeah. Yeah. And you know, things that you say, things that you do in the game, like the game picks up on it and it will reference. And um, like after finishing like a, a part, you have a character that essentially will round up everything that you just did. And they would be like, they would sort of call you out on, you know, what you did and why you did it. And like, it didn't make sense. They're like, you know, do you really feel like this is the best choice to make? And it would then put in your head that doubt of, wow, like this game is different. The game like plays different. Like the game, it knows that it's a game, but then at the same time, it sort of changes how you play the game because you mm-hmm. think it's a game. Right. So like when you're playing certain games, you're 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 able to make certain decisions knowing that it's a game, but the like after party sort of tries to give you uh tries to give you the feeling that damn like I really just made a choice that was heartless. Right, right. And to me that's really strong. Well, that's a good shout out. I added it to the list. I cut it immediately, but I added it to the list. That's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah. But but I mean but. All that to say that because of performance issues, I I can't see control, you know, taking it. Yeah, I, I I could agree. I I could agree with that. I think that this is definitely one of the best games of the year. And I mean, number two is not. I think the fact that it's at number two, and 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 the fact that I fought a little bit for this game, like I mean, and especially because I I finished it, like I finished the game. Mm-hmm. willingly i lost i lost like two hours maybe three hours of progress because of a, a game breaking bug that happened um that's a big deal to me like that really pissed me off at the time but everything about this fucking game was so good it's like i i was willing to do that again like i was willing to retrace my steps and see the new stuff and see this thing through to the end. Like, and I cannot say that for many other that's, games. I'm, and that says a lot. Cause like, that's the yeah. same thing. That's the same way, same reason why I finished After Party. Most games, as soon as I come across any type of like performance hiccups or anything like that, I'm like, yo, fix your shit, developers. Like, I'm not, I'm not wasting my time with this, but I, it, it did, it did enough for me to like keep playing and actually finish the game. And it's definitely one of the games that of this year that I'm gonna go back and replay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited to play it myself. Okay, that is um that sounds like the list. I think we did. So it. so so here's the thing. I feel like our top four. I 
Uh oh. Mm. You don't like it? You, Something about it you I, don't like? Yeah, I don't. So I would push Outer Wilds to two. Cause now, now that I'm like thinking about it and like we were talking about like just performance issues, like that, that's something that like, okay, I, I can't really get behind. So okay. I'd, I'd honestly, I'd rather see it being Katana Zero, Outer Wilds, Disco Elysium, then Control. And I feel like, I really feel like if I, play Disco Elysium, I would fight more for that. But I could I can accept Katana Zero beating it. Not really, but I could <laughs> I, I feel like I can. But yeah, control like I just based off of everything that you said about the game, it's the same same thing I feel like about uh after party. Yeah. I mean yeah the the and I mean, it's been patched. It's been patched since then, uh, with a few, with a few different updates. Um, so it's better. Um, it's a lot better. It's not perfect. There are some frame rate hitches, um, because to be honest, this is the first time this gen that I've played something that clearly this current gen cannot handle. Um, this thing is like, it's doing things with, um, with lighting and ray tracing. Well, the ray tracing obviously isn't available on the, the consoles, but, uh, but ray tracing isn't on the PC version. It looks fucking incredible. Um, and it runs a lot better there than it does on the consoles. Um, it's just not optimized, especially for the base one, like the regular, uh, Xbox one and the base PS4. Like it, it's, it's a rough sit, like to, to, to kind of get through them sometimes. Uh, when there's a lot of action on the screen happening, it can chug, like the frame rate can chug a little bit. And I, I'm with you that technical difficulties can like can can mar a game in that way. Um, but if I had a, as great of a time that I did with this game, and like I, I'm I'm willing, I, I don't know if I would want this to drop out of the, the top five. Like I I think. Oh no no no! Controller... Yeah, no, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying right, that drop, right. dropping out of the top five. Right. But I'm fine with it being four because I get I get Outer Wilds at two. I get Outer Wilds at two. You get Disco at three, and I feel like that I will settle for Control at four. Like I can, that is me settling. I could be like okay. Like I think in a perfect world, I would probably be okay with it at number two. Um, and I think that speaks more to how fucking good the game is. Um, that we that I could like look past it. Um, but I get what you're saying, and and you had that's valid. That's completely valid. So I think the top four it looks better for for us. So now here's the here's the next point. Okay, are we both agreeing Katana Zero is on number one? Is that going to be it? I think for should I play that that fits. But like for for maybe my personal list, like no, I I think I, 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 <laughs> for, for me for me personally. But I think we we both have per, different personal number ones, right? So, yeah. um, I think Katana Zero is is deserves where it is like in terms of being a list for us like when i look at this list like when i when i read it all down like it sounds good it this sounds it's, like i feel like this list says this is rod this is chris like this is this is the, the essence of both of us exactly this is, the, this is the essence of should i play that and that's the that's the goal right like that's the goal do i think katana zero is inherently like a better game than outer wilds 
I don't know, but I think that this represents, I think, I think it, it competes. I think it competes. Like, you know, and it, I do, I can see scenarios where, yeah, I would, I might say, I think in some ways it might, it is a better game. I think it's, it's definitely more accessible. I don't think this accessibility necessarily means that it's better, but I think that there is, uh, there are certain aspects to Katana Zero that aren't present in Outer Wilds that I think is like, you know, it's not obtuse. It's not, um, it's obviously they're two different, completely different games. Uh, Katana Zero has its own set of puzzles, but just in the form of action. And I think that there is uh, a lot of, of of intriguing possibilities that you can take with Katana Zero. I enjoyed wholeheartedly my time with that game, and I think it is a top three game, like yeah. Oh, yeah, in, my, in my opinion. So, like, yeah, I'm completely happy with this list, and I think Katana Zero deserves to be. Should I play that's number one game? All right, so let's see. Let me yeah, read go ahead and read off the list. Yeah, it's it's uh, uh scroll all the way down here, and I've got it already. Oh, stop! Because I've I've just been rebalancing. I've, it. I've, I've I've been doing it as we've recorded. Yeah. Same same. It's okay. Yeah. So I was doing it at the top of this doc. I guess yeah. you're doing it at the bottom. That's yeah, check the bottom. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have Sayonara Wild Hearts at number ten. At number nine, we have Fire Emblem Three Houses. Eight, we have Judgment. Number seven is Astral Chain. Six, Out of Worlds. Number five, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Number four, Control. Number three, Disco Elysium. Two, Outer Wilds. And number one, rounding out, should I play that game of the year, 2019? Katana Zero. Katana Zero, baby. This is it. After yeah. after almost like really close to three hours, this is we're, we we made it through it. We, we did it. We did the thing. I feel good. I feel good about I, this list. I like this list. Yeah. This was successful. I liked it. Um, yeah. I, I think again, I think that this list perfectly encapsulates. Our taste, the taste of the show, uh, what we've talked about a lot and, and shown passion for, um, I, I think this is good. This is a really solid list. All right. And I feel like this is a good starting point for how we're going to take, you know, our other, you know, the, the, uh, the, I guess, next year's game of the year and, like, going on from here. I sort of like how we did this. Yeah. It's a, good, it's a nice formula. Yeah. I like it. I like it. It's very collaborative. Yeah. All right. All right. So with that, I guess we'll go ahead and pass like the you know the question on to you, the viewer, who's sat through this long deliberation. You know, do you agree with our list? Do you feel that you know I could have fought for Disco Elysium a little bit more? <laughs> uh, you you feel that Outer Wilds is too high? Um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel? <laughs> Do you feel that some games that we cut extremely early should have had a you know a fair shake? Because uh, I feel like everyone everyone has a choice. Like I I know people that have been on the show that would have fought for other games that we have on this list. I know some people that would have fought for games that we didn't even like talk about. Um, you know, no Death Stranding on this list. Uh, no um, Resident Evil Two. Borderlands 3, like, I know a lot of people that really messed with those games pretty heavy, and, um, 
don't know. It's, it's interesting to see, you know, how we did this. How, like, I feel like this is the, the perfect list for the show for the year. Um, and I'm excited to see the future. See how we, uh, how we evolve and do more. Like, I'm definitely down for doing more categories and doing it this way. Right. Um, that's going to take, like, a whole like revamp of like how we like do these things on the back end but i'm i'm you know i'm willing to like evolve and ready to like do things different to bring up like the product bring up should i play that so i'm excited y'all i'm good i'm happy i'm content but um this is it this is 2019 last episode of the year yeah uh you know us out yeah, you know, spend spend this last you know couple of days, couple of, well, I guess weeks, week or week and a half. Uh, enjoy the, enjoy the time with your family, enjoy the time with your friends. If you haven't played any of these games that we've talked about on this episode, this is the I mean, there's a bunch of you know uh, winter sales, end of the year sales. Pick up these games. Pick up Katana Zero. I think it's on all the platform. Well, it's just on Switch and PC, I think, right? Or is it just Switch? think it's on pc as well i think okay um you know pick up out of wilds pick up definitely pick up disco elysium whether it be on pc or the port next year uh but uh play more games at the end of the day just have some fun have the have fun with it like have this fun yeah so with that we're gonna go ahead and wrap it up for the year once again thank you for tuning in whether it has been from episode one or if you just started picking us up now like we appreciate you and we thank you. So with that, we're going to wrap it up for the year. Guys, drink more water. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> yeah, we're already at three hours. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Y'all, take it easy. Stay beastly. Peace.